Fantasy Football Fire. This is the Pyro Podcast, episode 19 of the 2014 postseason playoffs. And this is show 161. This show is going to be called Shoulda, Coulda, Woulda. And I'm, we're fired up to be talking playoff football. We got eight games on the docket for Saturday and Sunday. And then we're also going to talk about a few, a handful of things apiece that, wow, if we could go back in time, back to uh, uh, August, we would do differently. Uh, right now, I just got imagery of uh, Cher on a uh, on a big boat with a couple tattoo bars. If I could turn back time, if I could find a way. Oh, so that's pretty much one. where I'm going with it. As usual, to my left, I got Houdini across the way. Dogmatica. We got Stag Party in the mix, which has been a regular occurrence. Great stuff. You're doing awesome work. I'm D-Rex. We are Pyromaniac.com. And uh, great games. We won't talk too much about the stuff in the uh, that happened last uh, weekend. But because we are kind of short on content for once, you know, it's not too bad to kind of c- discuss some of the well, things. Why not? Let's just say this. Can I say this about last week's games? Thank God for the uh, Dallas-Detroit game because the rest of the weekend sucked. Yeah, uh, it, it, it didn't suck, but that game it was, was not great. The best. There, were, there was no intrigue was in any of the other games. Yeah. Agreed. Well, shoulda uh, Le'Veon Bell played against the Ravens, things coulda been different if they woulda had a run game. Yeah, like and that? I wanted to realize. Nice, well done. I wanted to realize, and I need help from you guys in the future. I take the blame here. But Le'Veon Bell was our friggin' character. It was our graphic for the player rankings last week. I didn't even realize that till today. We get it out early. Did you realize that? Our running back graphic? Yeah, shit, and I meant to tell you it like that. <laughs> I, I, I need your help. You gotta tell me. I knew there was something I was supposed to tell him when I'm I like, talked to him. That guy didn't play, and he was our graphic. We're idiots. Um, yeah, it's a good thing I remember to buy that burrito. Probably the most influential back uh, running back in the entire weekend. Yeah. And Even a first-team All-Pro, obviously, for a first-time career. He made the first-team All-Pro, him and DeMarco Murray. Stud. We've been saying it. You guys, been, now it's known. Once you're a first-team All-Pro at a running back position, you're, you're elite. Um, you know, we've been talking about him for a couple years. I've been worried about his injuries and whatever. Dog, you've always been a fan because he's an MSU guy. But I think at this point, he's without question a first, a top of the first half of next year's. He's a first rounder next year. I, I, I think it was a big mistake by Pittsburgh. I think that Le'Veon could have played. Could, I mean, he's already come out and said, I'm playing in the Pro Bowl. You know, he, he has no qualms about that whatsoever. Which seems weird. Like, why are you going to yeah, go play in that? the Pro Bowl? Because it was, he trying to show was him Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh's decision was. They were basically saying, uh, we, we're pretty sure that we could beat you with just Roethlisberger throwing the ball. So stupid. Uh, that was stupid. That was absolutely uh, just stupid. you got to play your guys if they can play. And I think Le'Veon could have played. I don't think it was Le'Veon's call. I think it was management's call. I, I, I agree with that, but they did everything they could have done. They outrushed the Ravens. Uh, so there's that fact, you know. Uh, you know They were the better running team on that day, and you know, they still lost. True. I mean, maybe Le'Veon wouldn't have made a difference. I don't know. I mean, Le'Veon didn't make all that much. How of a difference could you be in an All Pro games? and not make a difference unless you're truly hurt and you're just and a, a decoy? I think the pass protection from Le'Veon Bell would have helped. Agreed. Because uh, they got lit up. Uh, I think Roethlisberger got sacked like five times. 
Uh, and he was just under pressure the whole game. So I think Le'Veon, as an outlet, out of the backfield, and being a pass blocker, would have been a huge, huge difference. You know one of the things about Le'Veon Bell, more so about Big Ben? You know how Big Ben can buy those extra two to three seconds just of his sheer size. He's got three guys on him. He's like still looking around. Where am I throwing it? Le'Veon Bell initiates the contact, breaks out, and he's just all he has to do is dunk it out to him. That's uh, it's a dual it's a duality that Le'Veon Bell brings. You can get the block exactly. and run into the flat. And he doesn't fumble the ball like Ben Tate does. Yeah. yeah. I mean just the yeah. just the threat of his duality of being able to be a passing back or a running back, just being on the field is a whole different mindset for the Baltimore Ravens. You throw Dre, Dre Archer out there, you know what's going on. You throw Josh Harris out it's there so or Ben true. Tate, you know what's going on. Period. It, it's a whole different mindset ball. when you throw somebody like Levian out there. When you, when I saw Dry Archer on the field during that game, that tackle by Suggs pre- was the best. I'm like, he just shoves, he shoves Heath Miller aside to his left, and then Dry Archer comes. He swallows him up. His helmet comes off. He's just like, I should not be playing like that. <laughs> well, now they got the Patriots, so what do we kind of? Think well, hold about? on. Before we get there, though, I want to I bring up another point, though. About this is playoff football. This is the thing that I I, I I harp on all the time, especially with all these these playoff leagues and people who play these fan duels and stuff. That you get to the playoffs. The top guys don't perform as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we saw Des Bryant. What happened to Des? Des disappeared. Even Calvin Killed my jo- fan duel. Right. Even, he, he, uh, killed mine too. Um, Kobe Fleener did nothing. Uh, you had... Um, also killed my fan duel. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sounds like our graphics from last week were really, really panned out. We're 0 for 3. Well, there was with just, one not even playing. It's a lot of the guys. <laughs> even Ben Roethlisberger, he threw for over 300 yards, but he threw only one touchdown and two interceptions. You, you know, you just, you, you don't get any of like the super performance games. And the guys that did step up, guys like that you had called, Jonathan Stewart, who had got me off to a great start to my fan duel. Um, you know, it, it is Martavis Bryant, guys, but... Antonio Brown, even though he had the, 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 and, and, well, no, no, even Antonio Brown and T.Y. Hilton, even though they both had over 100 yards, neither one of them had a touchdown. T.Y. Hilton could have had a huge game, 14 targets and only six receptions. Yep. A ton of drops. Uh, Drop the touchdown. His first five, first five targets, he missed them all. Yep. Um, so, you know. These Was that just nerves and just the, the atmosphere of the playoffs or? Uh, what, what do you well, think no, he, you saw what he did in last year's playoffs. Yeah, <laughs> how can a guy like that have any nerves anymore? Well, what was happening there? It's you called just, your playing it, you know, it and, and it's not even that Cincinnati like has that great of a defense. It's just sometimes the moment, maybe, but at the same time, it's it is. It's it's but now as we move to this round, this is why I want to mention it even more because this round the defenses are even better than they were the round before. Okay, so you're now going. You're bringing Seattle into the mix. Uh, you're bringing. Um, let's talk. Let's let's segue. We're gonna talk about all, all right. those guys. Let's segue like like uh, you wanted to do it. Take the Ravens to the Patriots, which is our first game. That's Saturday. That starts at four thirty-five Eastern. Um, let's go through that. And as much as you want to talk about the Ravens or any of the stuff through, or any of these matchups, well, that's okay. Because the Patriots go, are a good yeah, defense. Let's go nuts. So, so, so talk part, about the Panthers and the Seahawks last week. I'm all for it. A but partial let's segue into what we're gonna do. Obviously, we're gonna do every single game here, but. It could not have worked out more perfectly. I think every single game is a perfect matchup. I mean, Col- Colts-Broncos, who-, who could have asked for more out of, out of a matchup like mm-hmm. that? The, the Ravens-Patriots. There's uh, a lot of history there. The a, lot, a lot of history there. Just two years ago, Flacco winning all those road games. 
it's a huge upset in the comeback against the Patriots and going on to win the Super Bowl in that one. Three years ago, remember uh, I'm spacing the guy's name, dropped the touchdown pass because he brought it in and cradled it. Who was the guy that brought over from the Jets? Uh, uh, remember three years ago when the, when the the Patriots went to the Super Bowl, the guy caught the touchdown from Flacco and then like dropped it. Or got it. He like didn't bring it in. Oh, what's this guy's okay, name? I can't remember. Ugh, come on. I'm not remembering this. Uh, he's fast guy. Um, that's crazy. All right. Is I'm Torrey Smith? No, no. It's the guy that was on the Jets. On the Jets. Uh, for a while. is the last play of the game. He did not play another game in the league after. He, he dropped the winning to get them into the Super Bowl the year before they got there. Oh. What the fuck's that guy's name? Right. You guys are going to make me search on this computer? <laughs> Keep talking about this game. I'm going to find him. All right, you find him. Uh, all right, I so, mean, go ahead. Just the way this game lines up, you know, uh, you know, Patriot running backs against, you know, Raven, you know, the best defense against with running backs. With Haloti Nada. With Haloti Nada back in and healthy, mm. uh, which is a big, big difference, as we saw last week. They lit up, what, like 63 yards or something like that. To the Steelers, so you're definitely uh, pretty concerned about that. But yeah, they allowed just 12.3 fantasy points a game to opposing running backs. Uh, they were tops in the league, you know. So you're gonna have your certifiable headache trying to pick a Patriot running back. Who do you pick? You know, uh, Legarrette Blunt, who's gotten you know 12 carries a game since coming over, you know, from Pittsburgh. Uh, scored three touchdowns in that time frame. You've got Shane Vereen, who's coming off the best you know full season of his career, the only full season of his career right before free agency. And then you've got you know Jonas Gray, who's been hit or miss since that one big game, but technically he's averaged six and a half points uh, a fantasy game over the last two. You know, so he's provided a little bit of consistency. Well, you know, here's my my take on it, and. I'll let you chime in on it afterward here, dog. Because I look at it this way. You have with Shane Vereen, I think, is going to be safe in his touches because he's not the same type of back as LeGarrette Blunt or Jonas Gray. Those two guys are the guys that are going to kind of... Uh, Lee Evans. Oh, Lee Evans. Oh, wow. The old from Wisconsin. The uh, from the Bills. The Bills. Remember, from the Bills. 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 Right. So you remember that That's play? That's I got thrown up. Yeah. 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 Like no, Somewhere no receiver ever comes from the Jets and goes from <laughs> no, yeah, anything. Right, right. <laughs> what? <laughs> Uh, so, so when I look at Jonas Gray and I look at and I look at Legarrette Blunt, I think it's going to go this way because at least Blunt has experience, postseason experience. Jonas Gray is a rookie here, so it's going to be, I think, as Belichick will go uh, as far as using those guys as a hammer. I think he's going to use in his first fifteen scripted plays. He'll probably have it split between them. Whoever becomes the hotter hand early is the guy that's going to get the majority of the work going forward. So, if I'm choosing between those two guys. I don't really know who I would choose. I think I would probably lean more toward Blunt just because of his history. But I think of all those guys, Vereen, to me, is the safest play out of that backfield. Safest play, but not greatest play. I don't think there is a greatest play. You're going I mean, to get the, the, the Baltimore Rushdie is, is too good. I, I would, I mean, if you're playing, you know, Fandor or, or whatever, or any of those, you know, Draft Street, whatever, I, I, you stay away, period. Even if you have just 4,500 left, I'd go... For somebody else, I mean this this Ravens rush D is just too good, and especially when you're going into a playoff situation, they step it up as you as we saw last week, as we've seen in the past. Um, the, the Ravens step up in the playoffs; they they become who they really are. Um, I, I don't know if it, if there's a reason behind it or whatnot, but Joe Flacco 
What a switch. Dunk. He can turn a switch on. But he does. He turns on a switch when it gets to the playoffs. i got to ask you this, though, because the, the thing that, that's gotten better for them, too, and was somewhat better but still shows that you can be exposed there, is their secondary. Yeah. You know, now Ladarius Webb, and, and it's like that guy, man, I had him in fantasy IDP uh, two years ago. He's a gem because he gets picked on all the time. So he's always getting opportunities for tackles and pass defenses. But he, he always seems to be the guy that they go after. Because he's getting older. He used to not be. He used to. Well, he had that for big two or three years. Right, he was, yeah, after the he's injured, been injured, right. but for two or three years, he was the best, one of the best in the league. Right, he's also a return going to the, yeah, you know, he was a going deep. Too. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah, we can definitely talk about the you know, Patriot wide receivers. Uh, how about the big surprise of, you know, Brandon LaBelle finishing 21st uh, overall among wide receivers, you know, after basically not playing in the first three games, to put it lightly, uh, yeah. you know, uh, over the last you know thirteen games, he had something like uh, seventy catches for nine hundred and five yards and all seven of his TDs. It's a great season for a lot of players. Yeah, I'm, did he have a thousand yard season? I did not get to a thousand yards, but as I said, he barely played in those first three games. And when he did play, he was asked to block on something like uh, thirty-seven of seventy-seven snaps. Yeah. So yeah, that's true. And, well, I mean, and Edelman, of course. I mean, he should be back. Um, he missed. Ooh, yeah, I mean, he missed uh, the last game or two. I can't remember uh, the regular season due to that concussion. But it, I mean, he ended up twenty seventh, you know, yeah. in, in fantasy points. Oh, uh, he crushed me so many times. I mean, so I mean, look, you have the full complement should be there, right? You're gonna have an, you're gonna have an Edelman, you're gonna have LaFell, and you're gonna have Gronkowski. That's gonna be your 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 three prong main attack that you're gonna use, and Shane Vereen's gonna be your fourth prong in the attack yeah. uh, in the passing game. Because you're going to use if you're in order to beat Baltimore. That's why I think Vereen's actually a pretty decent play of, of all the three of them this week. Is only because in the if it's a PPR format, especially because he's going to be, have to be used on these little swing passes and stuff to get around that that pressure that's coming up the middle to expose them that way. But if I'm looking at those other three guys, I'm not sure who's going to. Be, I, I would imagine that Gronkowski should be the main target. But then between Edelman and LaFell, I'm I question, is it going to be like, okay, Edelman's going to get maybe 11, 12 targets, whereas LaFell's only going to get seven, but LaFell's going to end up with more yards than him? And who's going to be the, the targets in the red zone this week? I, I, I feel a, bad for your girlfriend on Sunday mornings. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, I just don't know who to play here. I'm in seven leagues. I'm th- i got to go between these 14 at this position. <laughs> it's not Sunday morning. I'm hanging out here on Tuesday yeah. so that I know what I'm doing. And actually, Sunday it's morning. going to be this Saturday morning. That's right. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. There's there's going to be a lot of short passing in this game. I do not see. Oh no, I got something for D Rex. Kiss my ass and suck my dick, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm waiting for you that. I love this guy. Go ahead, dog. I love that guy. I love it. Just no, brings that's... a smile to my face. So, all right. I, I'm guessing that Brady's going to resort to a, a short pass again. There's going to be a lot of uh, quick hitches. There's going to be a lot of button hooks, a lot of uh, quick outs. You mean the slants. Patriots offense? Patriots <laughs> offense, yeah. What did I say? Tom Brady. No, yeah. you said... Yes, but this is the Patriots it is offense. Basically the, it is basically the Patriot offense. But I don't even think they're going to be able to spread the field. I, I, they're not, I mean, uh, stretch the field at all. Uh, it's just automatically going to be, I, and which is why I believe that it wouldn't shock me if um, Amendola got involved a little yeah. bit. It wouldn't shock me if Tim Wright got involved a little bit. 
Um, I, I don't. When I say a little bit, I don't mean you know any more than three catches for either one of them. But it's gonna. They're gonna be yeah, used. But they're you gonna know have what? To be used. I don't think about Amendola, but I think Tim Wright's a guy that could steal a touchdown because this is exactly what happens. This is why the playoffs are fucking weird because you get to this point and all the top guys. You don't think when the Patriots had the ball at the five yard line that Baltimore is going to be double teaming and at least bracket coveraging Gronkowski wherever he goes? Yeah. If they yeah. don't, then they're then they're morons. But that's what playoff football is. You don't allow the easy touchdowns. You say, "I won't let this guy beat us. Let any of the other scrubs beat us." I, I agree, but then you know the Ravens have allowed just five receiving touchdowns to tight ends on the season. Uh, you know, one of the top numbers in the league, and they've only allowed you know one sort of tight end two to score a tight end on them, and that's C.J. Fedorowicz, my boy, uh, yeah. your boy, uh, really. back in week sixteen. <laughs> Everybody else who scored on them this season is a certifiable sud uh, between Jimmy Graham, and Dwayne Allen, and somebody else. Baltimore's always been awesome against tight ends, so it's not going to be easy for Grant. Is that the Ozzie Newsome factor? <laughs> no, I, I will say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it probably is. It might be. Yeah. He knows how to draft guys. He knows how to, he knows how to defend guys uh, like you know, I'll wait to, to what I have to say. You, I Here's what I think. Here's what we, you guys always talk about with, with Belichick, and, and it's right. He always does exactly what you think he's not going to do, which is kind of like, Val Verdez. Just an average guy with exceptional hair. Every time you guys you guys talk about him, you say, "What do you think?" We're always talking about what he's going to do, what they're going to do, and the fact is, what we should be asking every time, especially in the playoffs with BB, what would be the exact opposite of what you would think he's going to do? And I want to ask each of you in this game, if, what's the exact opposite of what you think is going to happen in this game? Then I want to ask each of you guys, and then I bet you one of those answers is going to be totally the fantasy football. Weapon of choice for yeah. him this weekend. When Garrett Blunt, 25 carries, 125 yards, and two TDs, just like last year. What do you think? It is power run game. They're they're gonna run uh, right up the middle, right into their strength, uh, wear them down a little bit. That's what Belichick could come up with some really good schemes. Uh, to just get that run game going, wear them down, and wear them down, and hold the ball, keep the ball away from them, uh, to get short first downs. Hold the ball, keep the ball, uh, wear the clock down. I, I, it wouldn't shock me if uh, Brandon Bolden got uh, got some work in this game. To say out of character here, we're saying what is, what is the opposite of what we what you, what you, the norm? I'm, I'm, I'm chiming in on them, but I'll, I'll break it down to how I would guess the beginning of the game would go. They get the ball on their first drive and they don't throw the ball once. Only yeah. runs the first and that's drive. It. So you no guys just passes. said yeah. while we kind of opened up like Vanduul should stay away because because the, the Ravens are so good. I absolutely think that maybe the exact opposite is true. Not because they're not a great defense, but BB is going to force his hand and be like, "We're gonna we're gonna keep going. We're gonna well, keep going." Look what Pittsburgh Trying did to run last week. Guys. That's what they did. They came out initially. It was Ben Tate, Ben Tate, Ben Tate. Fumble. Okay, we're not going to run the ball anymore. Yeah, but but they were running and they were running pretty well against that Baltimore defense at uh, on the on the onset. And then once he fumbled, then they brought in the other kid who could never get himself going. And then they all of a sudden, instead of running like you should attack them, you cannot go you cannot go east west when you're running the ball against Baltimore. Yeah, you know. got to continue to go north or south, and you got to stay up the field. They started getting turned as running backs in, in Pittsburgh, and they were losing four or five yards of carry. 
I agree with you guys on all that stuff. I think something to be interested about. It should be the opposite day, and I know you got one thing to say, but I kind of agree also with your right and Amendola. I could see a lot of this hand off, hand off, hand up, bludgeon, bludgeon, bludgeon. A lot of this quick play, a lot of quick action, slants, hitting people right on the line like they love to do. And then I could see that Amendola finding that that pocket and just going up, doing like a post fly pattern, and just after just like. Getting them all relaxed into this, like, we're going to be running and we're going to be going short, and then all of a sudden just pop one. Or right? w without Dobson there anymore, without Tompkins there anymore, who else could do that fly at this point? Tim's? Yeah, Tim's. Tim's. Ryan Tim's. Tim's. Watch out for and that he's one. Made, that's exactly. He some, did pretty Some well. unexpected soldier, and that guy, that guy's made some awesome catches. He has made some awesome catches, awesome catches to great week 17 when they needed yeah. him. You know, and even before that, he made big play in the middle of the year. Right when they turned it around, he made a huge touchdown and, to like and win the game. And all of a sudden, Brady went from being a pickup uh, on the waiver wire to being, you know. You and where is Baltimore soft? Deep. Right. The, 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 that secondary. That could be that secondary could be beat. Let's talk about there. let's talk about Baltimore a little bit, and then we can move on to the next game. Um, so I, go ahead. So yeah. I'm hearing that um, Revis will will probably be matched up against Steve. Stevie Smith. That's what I was. I, I oh, that would be sick. You know, so I, you know the the two that veteran guys going against each other. I, I got to tell you, I think Darrell wins that one. I think Absolutely. Stevie will make a couple of good catches and he'll put it in Darrell's face. I just want to watch. I could see a fight breaking out. There's a fight. There's a there, fight for because because sure. he grabs Revis, Revis. will play up in, in that first five yards. I want to see. I want. I want to have like I don't know. Did you guys any of you watch the Bulls game last night? Yeah, I, did, I didn't. Did you see they, did, Comcast now has like a second channel? Did you see the second channel where you can watch a quad box of the game where they got like up to like really? like t twelve or something different so cameras? They do have a quad and box. And so it's now, like they got like the one like the regular game on here. Then they're just following different players on different ones, and giving you all different angles. I want to watch the game with a separate one just on the matchup of Steve Smith and Daryl Rivas, especially when they are matched up in press coverage on the line. There's going to be fun. That is going to be, that has got to be, just watch the hand fighting. That is going to be amazing. Do you remember when Rivas played and was playing up against Marshall and he was on Marshall all game? I mean, he was clawing, he was grabbing, he was using all those wily veteran moves. I mean, every time that even Marshall got any sort of separation, he's getting his jersey pulled. Oh, and yeah. for some reason, Rivas and other players that like that, they just don't get that call on him. Any of these other Jamokes, they're getting the, it's like family for, and, and Stevie Smith when he does get by, and then all of a sudden he's getting pulled by his towel. He's gonna turn around and just jack him in the face. Yeah. I don't know if Stevie Smith's gonna make it through this game. He's gonna he's gonna swing. He's gonna make a swing and get ejected. Right. Over under Stevie Smith ball spins. <laughs> Two. <laughs> Uh, is two, two is the over uh, under two and a half. Two and a half. I have a hook. I have a hook. Two and a half. Then <laughs> I think because of Revis, Revis is on him. I'm going over. Okay, because he does it on every catch. No, 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 no. I'm going to put a qualifier. I'm going to put a qualifier in. If he ball spins on a catch that's less than 15 yards, I'm not counting it. No, that counts. All right, fine. Counts. Less than it's ten just, yards. Being a, being less than a bigger. Less than ten sucker. yards. I'm not giving it to him. I caught a three-yard pass and I'm ball spinning. You're a bigger cocksucker that counts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a dog on this. <laughs> a ball spins. A ball spins. A ball spins. And a Valverde spin is even better. I mean, that's gonna go right again. From this moment forward, people's champion, the Shelby sensation. The reverse Apache Master. The man with the golden dick. 
to cock and balls. That Kenny Powers is now dead. And he will never pick up a baseball ever fucking again. How's that for your Val Verde? That's <laughs> 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 your golden dick. Oh, yeah. Kenny. If you guys if you guys haven't, I just want to give it a the introduction music in the outro is uh, that spread your love by the Black Rebel Motorcycle Club, one of the best rock and roll bands out there uh, of late, over the past 15 years. Um, and then the audio that Houdini's laying down, which is just going to be epic, is uh, throw it out for us. It's, uh, it's uh, Kenny Powers from the show Eastbound and Down. And even though this is not from that show Eastbound and Down, this is Eastbound and Down. <laughs> They can't be done. We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm eastbound just like a bandit run. Keep your foot hard on the pedal. Some tell my mind it breaks. Let it all hang out cause we got a run to make. The boys are thirsty in Atlanta and there's beer in Texarkana. I'll give this also as a little, uh, uh, well, before we give the, the Kenny Powers lover, I'll give this as a teaser. If those of you who know, because Stag's party doesn't know, what Eastbound and Down is from, that'll be a audio clip at some point in time in the offseason. If you're listening to it and on the post that we do on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash pyromaniac, if you just heard that track and you know what movie it's from, we want to hear a little, submit a little comment, giving, it, giving some love to it. Because uh, that's that that's that's a gem right there. Uh, okay, the one hit, thing I will say is what, though, those of you who don't know, Mr. Mustache. And yeah, Mr. Mustache, and you got to see it on Netflix. This uh, Kenny Powers is a Eastbound yeah. and Down is on. If you haven't seen it, it's just absolutely ridiculously funny. HBO, you can see it on HBO to go and all that good stuff. So frog at her best. Frog at her I mean, best. <laughs> There's some things, I keep looking through the Ravens roster, trying to figure out who I like to score, as much as a Val Verde. Listen here, you beautiful bitch, I'm about to fuck you up with some truth. Go ahead. But there's nobody I really like to score. Like, I keep looking through the roster like, yeah, yeah, I mean, they're weak on the run defense, but not really, they haven't let up very many rush uh, rush touchdowns lately. Uh, You know, the fourth fewest... uh, Touchdowns on the season to opposing wide receivers, and you know they don't even let up very many touchdowns to tight ends. So who are you liking to score in this game? Is is what I keep looking up and down, like because it's not going to be Torrey Smith. Even if Revis is on, you know Steve Browner is going to be on Torrey, and that's not a good matchup for him. No, because Browner is going to give him yards, but they're going to be yards by penalty. Because that's what Browner does. He gets called for the most penalties. Of he, the- he does, and he ain't going to be able to keep up with Torrey either. I, I'm not saying that I like Torrey so much in this game either. Um, I can see Owen Daniels making a big, uh, you know, a bit of a, a hoopla on this one. Um, again, this is this is coaching. 
you know, uh, John, Har John Harbaugh, I think is a better coach personally than, than Jim. I, 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 listen, Jim is an icon. Everybody, you know, loved him. He went back to his old school. You know, God bless him. Get the fuck out of here. Go back to your fucking cult. That's fine. Sounds but, like someone from Michigan yeah. State. <laughs> you, know, that's, you know, that's all fine and dandy. But I think John has always been the better coach. And he, I don't think he gets enough credit for what he does with that team. This, this Baltimore team treats these road games like they're at home. They play better on the road. And this, the defense is going to come. You know it's going to come. Flacco is going to stand strong. That guy you know, rarely gets sacked nowadays. All it takes is just a little bit of an opening for a Torrey Smith or a Steve Smith or a Owen Daniels, for that matter. Crockett Gilmore's been getting involved. Well, let me ask it wouldn't shock me if, uh, if Marlon Moore uh, You don't expect him to Brown be a lot, of game, a lot of points scored in this game, though, right? I mean, no, it's no, like no. a 2017 type of a game, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, 24-21, yeah, you know, something along so those like, lines. So sure. that, this is where, like, I think an Owen Daniels might be a sneaky guy who could score a touchdown. Mm -hmm. um, I, I agree. Torrey... I mean, he would have had a great game last week if he would have pulled in that, that second touchdown catch, by the way. Yeah. We're very close. But Absolutely. I, I, I don't know. I, I think, again, I just think that this is not a ton of fantasy points scored in this game. But this is what happens in fantasy, though. It's like you're looking at most of these games. So this is probably like the, the, the second least amount of fantasy points is going to be scored in this game. Hmm. The very least is probably going to be scored in the next game that we'll talk about, which is the, the Panthers and the Seahawks. And then it gets so it's, and then after that, then you start getting to the more fantasy points and more fantasy points in the last well, two. The beauty about what we're doing, if you, you have something to still say about this game, because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk. I'm going to do yeah, a segue. Quick. Okay, yeah, go and, 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 and it stretches into every single one of these games. Um, I do find it strange, interesting, at least... That all four of the home teams on this one are all way northern hemisphere. They're all way up there. I mean, Seattle, you know, is way up there in Washington. Obviously, Green Bay is is way up there. Denver gets its you know gets its cold, gets its snow, and obviously New England is way up. there. And it's got its high uh, altitude. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm, there's gonna. I mean, I don't find any of these games to be outstanding when it comes to fancy scoring. You're gonna have to find those little pieces, and I think that. I don't know. If I was to identify, it, it's kind of what happened last week. Secondary guys made the impact. Guys like the Terrence Williams. You know, uh, the off. The, the Cole Beasley. Right. The Martavis. Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley. Right. Exactly. It's, guys always, like it's always those guys. You know, it, it, oh, Terrence, guys you said Terrence Williams even more so. I mean, Terrence, yeah, Terrence Williams. Yes. Yeah. Look, yeah, look, for, look for the off guys um, in, in matchups like this, especially when you're talking against these great defenses. The guys that are going to score, the guys who are actually going to be passed to or, or, or get those strange plays, are the ones that you don't expect. Right, period. because they Kamari game plan for the best players. But I will tell you this, I yeah, can't, it, well, I can't wait. Or My favorite thing about... Kevin Arrow. I, I, think, I still think that win or lose, what I'm looking forward to is the Bill Belichick press conference after the game. At this time, I'd like to field any questions anybody has. This is the time to do it. You, big kid. Do we have to run the mile? I'm talking about me. I want these are questions about me personally as a superstar. You know, you got this moment in time here with an American icon. You're going to waste it asking a question about the fucking mile. <laughs> yes. that, was, that was my first question in gym class. Yes, love it. Well, as I said earlier, guys, we this show. Obviously, you didn't have to run the mile, Stack. 
<laughs> Not lately. <laughs> That's all of us. We gotta. I gotta do a better job of that. 2015's here. I'm ready. Yeah. Shoulda, coulda, woulda is what we're calling the show. And what I want to do is give a little, uh, you know, a little. Uh, early showing of what that's going to be uh, after we go through these games. So essentially the concept here is we're going to look back and talk through a handful of pieces and things that we regret. So, you know, Houdini, if you want to start out with one, let's just let's just talk through and do a couple of them now. Then we'll get into that next game, the second game on Saturday, the Panthers and Seahawks. And then we'll, following all those games, we'll go in and do a whole segment on it. Sure. So, so what do you regret, buddy? Should have, would have, could have. What do you cut him and would have and should have done? Here's the worst part is that I should have, would have, could have and, and told myself I, sh- I shouldn't do this. You couldn't, you can't do this. Don't do this next year. And I did it again. This is a fault uh, that many of you who are like me, who are in dynasty leagues and you're in multiple leagues and you're in all these dynasty leagues and you're so enamored, it's... And in order to be uh, it, it, to win in those where you're drafting rookies, which all my leagues do, it's you have to be on top of the young players. And so I find myself I get enamored with all the young players and what they're going to do in the league, and I'm drafting all of them in my redraft league. So I look at my 18-man roster this year, and I did not have a good year in that league. This, that was one league that man, and it's like I was still was in the hunt. I mean, if it was like could win one more game, I would have been in the playoffs, but it didn't happen. And I look at it, seven rookies out of 18 picks on my roster. And redraft, meaning you draft once, the next season you're redrafting. All drafted. No. So when you should be doing that in your your dynasty leagues, you're doing it in your regular one as if you're going to be able to keep three or four right. of these guys. So uh, then I get, I get the do. accolades when the guy blows up two years from now. I go, oh, I drafted him when he was a rookie. Yeah, yeah. what did you do for you then? Uh, nothing. Yeah, so... Two years in a row now, I've fallen prey to this, and again, it's 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 different mindsets, and you have to, you know, this is learning curve for me. You know, you do all these different leagues, and you get away, and you've had all this success, and that's this whole rookie thing, which has set me up in my three three of my dynasty leagues, where I'm set really well with all these rookies that I've had over the last two or three seasons. It's killed me in my last two years in my redraft league because it's the only one league I do that's a redraft league. But we know that the rookies are scoring so much, especially at the wide receivers. And what was it? You said nine out of 31, the top nine out of 30 uh, were rookies at wide receiver? I think it was top nine out of 51 or 55. So, but, but, but the ones that okay. I were picking, I, I hit, well, I hit with Jeremy Hill, but that was only because I was backing up Giovanni Bernard. I had Jordan Matthews. Then later on, I had picked up through waivers. I had picked up like a Jarvis Landry, but my other draft picks were like John Brown, who turned out to be somewhat decent in yeah. the beginning, but Marquise Lee, who did nothing. So yeah. while you know the problem is we're on drafting a Marquise Lee, or where I drafted uh, three other rookies that did nothing. James White being another one that I drafted. So I, I could have drafted. I, well, no, but I, I, well, I was excited too. But I could have drafted a seasoned veteran who's going to give me 8 to 10 points a week. And then when I'm looking to trade to go after a rookie who hasn't done anything yet, then I could have got him later. And I and that was my mistake. I'm going to piggyback on this for one of my uh, one of my shoulda, coulda, wouldas. And it's about rookies. And it's about it's in the same vein. So basically I'm in my uh, a new league that just started with some of my best, oldest buddies. And it's a big money league. It's definitely the biggest money league I've ever been in. And that's really exciting because I think I'm awesome at this shit. And I thought these guys were idiots. But I didn't win the league this year, so I know I got my work cut out for me. But at the end of the day, 
third pick overall in a rookie draft. I mean, you had to play a rookie, so it's a little different. I don't know. You don't in that league where you're pick, picking all these rookies. You're not having a rookie as a position. No, it's you, we're picking after once in the, in the crazy league, sixteen team league. Other ones are fourteen, whatever. There's two rounds or three rounds. Only rookies are being drafted, and they're not but being you, but, started. Yeah. They're not. They're they're in reserve rosters. In this league that I'm talking about, is you play a rookie. I took in the third round, and it absolutely demolished me. Something that I thought was the pick of the draft when I did it. I took a Derek Carr, first rookie taken in the entire draft. I knew he was going to play all 16 games, which pretty much happened. He's a quarterback. Uh, quarterback. Thought I was going to get those points over. Who the other guy that I was doing, I was like, Can he, will he come back? I'm like, Derek Carr just might come back. It was about six or seven picks, or seven or eight picks away. And I took him over Marshawn Lynch. And my first pick in that draft was Adrian Peterson. So that kind of obviously really fucked me over. That was the fourth pick overall. But if I had just waited and hoped that Derek Carr made it back, or just say, you know, if it doesn't, he doesn't. But go for a guy like a Marshawn Lynch, who we were a little scared about getting bang, banged up at the beginning of the season, but that was my regret where it was like, in a rookie league, sometimes you go too high for it when you've got such bona fide talent there. And if I was to go back and you know do the old reverse, let's do that and slow them up, uh, it would be go for the talent, go for the serious points, and you can find another rookie. Who's next? Who's got something else for me here? You. You did steroids. Did it make your balls shrink? <laughs> oh, you think that's funny? How about I show my balls right here and you can tell me if they shrunk, huh? <laughs> what do you got? What do you got? Well, you're always uh, following a tough act, Dave. You are. <laughs> yeah, I, I got some raising my hand, right? Especially when he asks who's next. Uh, but if I could go 88 in a DeLorean. <laughs> I think I would. The capacitor, uh, I like it. I like it. See how he's showing us his old school age. Yeah. I like. He wasn't even born when this movie. He so was no, not put that. You're not allowed. We're not allowed to rip on him again. This yeah, show. Put that, put that in your pipe. As Great they, Scott. As Plus they say, capacitor. old people, put that in your pipe and smoke it. All there right? you go. Amen. Touche, buddy. Dread. Double dread. Touche. Uh, you know, one of my biggest regrets is sort of just the way things played out with the rookies, and you know. Being a little too squeamish on the rookie wide receivers, uh, when you know they're uber talented and you know they've got decent things, and not you know having the balls to put them, you know, up in the top, you know, even thirty in my tiers. So that's one thing I kind of regret is even there are so many coming in and they're so highly touted, is you know not putting them at least up there, you know, and. Over guys who I, you know, absolutely dislike, just, you know, still being ahead of them. So that's one of my bigger regrets of the season. So it's, kind of, it's kind of a very much, you know, again... It's, Do you have something on that tone as one of your regrets? If not, we can move on to the next game and come to yours later. But is there something that's, like, rookie-related or in that kind of vein where we could just kind of all put one, the foreshadowing of thematic? Not that we're going to be talking about all rookies later, but anything you got or you want us to move on to the game? Uh... <laughs> I mean, I have a bunch of stuff I, I do want to talk about. Let's let's move it on. All right, let's go to that second. Let's also game. remember he's only in one league now, so he doesn't have as many problems as those of us. You know? Yeah, no, well, I'm gonna, and I'm going to be have, the same. When you have year. one league, it really identifies the problems. <laughs> you know, I, like I really just I, there are certain. Th- we'll get into it later, but there are definitely certain things I knew I woulda, coulda, shoulda 
done, and we'll, we'll get into it later. And we'll say in hindsight, we're going to go to that game. You had a remarkable draft, and to start the season, I mean, your team was the best. Just yeah, was. I, it was. I, I think so, too. I think so, You too. got the Adrian Peterson fuck job. Obviously, that really blows. But your team, yeah. after going, I was like, oh, jeez, this guy's going to be a... This is going to be... And I was ha- I was happy for you. Yeah, thank you. I, we're on the show long enough. I, 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 was, I, want, I, I want you to I was crush like, it finally, I'm going to crush this. Yeah. yeah. I really was. I, I, I thought I was going to crush it. And after a couple weeks, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I, I did it. I, I finally freaking ruled this <laughs> fucking league. And then everything fell apart. Even without Adrian Peterson, I was fine. But... Yeah, whatever. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. Let's go. Panthers are going to be in Seattle at the uh, Seahawks, and that's Saturday, late game, eight fifteen Eastern. Throw it down. Can look nice. Is is can that maintain? I mean, I I say let's start with the Panthers. Let's just say this. This is almost kind of a mirror image of each other's team, although the mirror. Gets really blurry when you're looking at it from the Carolina. It's a funhouse, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very distorted because they both. Seattle's have, real life and Carolina's right, is, in the fun mirror. Exactly. So, thank you. Yeah. That's, a, that's a very apt description because they both had the running quarterback, Russell Wilson and Cam Newton. Uh, both have very pedestrian type wide receivers, as it may be. Uh, you both have power running backs, although one running back is a lot better than the other side's running back. You have a defense on one side that's, I think, a lot better than the defense on the other side, even though Carolina has gotten much more stout in the last half, seven games of the season yeah. uh, and, and going into last week as well. Um, but again, they, who did they face last week? They faced nobody. So yeah. uh, that's not a true test. You're going on the road to Seattle. I look at this as being a real up, uh, uphill battle for Carolina, and I don't see a lot of fantasy points from any of the skill players on on uh, the Panthers, unless Cam Newton, based on him running for his life, I see nothing out of Carolina. I, I just I can't even find a spot where they're going to remotely succeed. I really can't. I mean, you want to say Greg Olson, but no. Uh, to Seattle, despite all the touchdowns they gave up early to tight ends, which skewed their final ranking, um, there's. They're still fine against tight ends. Yeah. I, I don't think that Greg Olson's going to be able to do a whole hell of a Greg Olson had a great opportunity last week. What did he do with it? Three for 30 or something? Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, I mean, he played against, uh, they played against Seattle early this year, and he didn't. He barely did anything against them early this year either. So it's not, listen, uh, listen Greg Olson is a great tight end. Don't, don't get me wrong when I say this, but when it comes to when the chips are on the table, he is not a guy. Well, when it comes with. to playoffs and where matchups mean everything, this is not a good matchup for him. No, he feeds on bottom on the bottom feeding uh, de- defenses. He does great against teams that you know he's going to do great against. Yeah. Against teams that have good defenses or are good against tight ends, he normally struggles. Right. And this is not going to be an exception. Well, I guess, and he's I not going to sneak up on Pete Carroll and and uh, uh, the Seattle Seahawks defense. They are going to game plan, and they know. It's going to be, and they don't care because they know whether it's going to be Sherman on the one side or whatever, that wherever Kelvin Benjamin lines up, they're going to shut him down. Mm-hmm. And they'll shut down, you know, the Jericho Cotri uh, and whatever else you got. Who? Exactly. <laughs> they are going to focus in on Greg Olson, and, and they have the linebackers that can cover him. I do have one sleeper. One, one sleeper guy that if you got your. I mean, I, I can't remember exactly what he is, FanDuel, but if, if you got just a minimal amount of money left, Philly Brown. 
Right, the one t- the one type of receiver that actually does a little something against Seattle is the super fast uh, the guys the who can guys go in space. Yeah. yeah, who are good in space, who could do well over the middle. Uh, you know, little slot guys or whatever like that. And Philly Brown could do something. I know he got a little bit banged up last week, but it turns out he's okay. Um, he's a guy who's a slight sleeper who might be able to do something. But otherwise, I really don't see Carolina doing much of anything at all. I, yeah. I wish I could. They're, give giving, they're giving Philly more and more. They're giving Philly more and more opportunity. Now he's getting reverses. You know, he, he's got. He almost had a touchdown that last game, right? Yeah. That, that he, that he, uh, they're getting more and more. Yeah. That's that's been happening since you know week ten. But the other key is let's talk about Jonathan Stewart here because as great as Jonathan Stewart was and has been over this last stretch, this is the Seattle go. Seahawks in <laughs> Seattle. He ain't doing it. So you know it was. Those of you that that followed the, uh, I think you had what number three last week as your running back, Who? Uh, Jonathan Stewart. Oh yeah. So uh, I know you don't have him as number three this week. So no. uh, it, it's this is understand matchups, understand where you have the opportunity. Thank God, he, week sixteen, week fifteen and sixteen, we were telling people. Go Stewart, go Stewart on yeah. Facebook and in second opinions. I remember that day. I was like. I'm so worried about Jonathan Stewart. <laughs> and then it comes going off like, yes, yes. We, we, I, we, 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 we walked the company line and we all did it and we were right. Thank yeah. God. That's the right sort of Thank God. Five. And this is where you, our listeners, need to know that when we're doing that, we are, we are, we are dying with you if it's a wrong call. Ooh. So uh, believe you me. Believe you me. Oh, and Seattle doesn't let up rushing yards either to quarterbacks. So don't look for Cam to be dominating this game on the ground either. Well, it's not they like give up zero touchdowns to. They uh, get to practice against Russell Wilson yeah. every day. Yeah, and you're not going to be able to run better than Russell at this point. No. I don't care how big Cam is. You just don't have the. If Let's talk about Seattle. All right, might as well just talk about <laughs> Seattle. Uh, and we have our player rankings piece, which I will make a pyro promo right now. Excitingly, there needs some work. If you're listening to this and you're looking like these are kind of jacked up, but we got our new player ranking page in operation uh, for this week, for week, uh, you know, the second week of the playoffs, and we're going to refine it and have it looking better by the weekend. And moving forward, you're going to see we got a much cooler player rankings, more detail, more information based on all the weekly stuff, player uh, pyro power rankings, dogmatic SOS. So bear with us on it. It's sweeter, it's better than it's been, which has been basically an op-ed turned into a rankings piece. We're going to keep on making it better, but I want you guys to check it out. Yeah, but don't get mad at, you know, if, if it's not perfect. All right, got time for one more. Tim and Kid. My dad said you ruined baseball. You know what? I can already tell that I don't like you, and I'm probably not going to like you, no matter how many pull-ups or push-ups you do. If anybody wants to pick on anybody in class, aim for him, because I ain't watching. <laughs> Mr. Kenny Powell. They pretty much just tell him, dude, ad lib being an asshole. Uh, <laughs> and he does it to perfection. Uh, it's fucking awesome. You be a cocky son of a bitch. Right now, this be. And by the way, when this came out, I want to say, wasn't it when like John Rocker had just like retired? No, or was no, it? no. Who was, was the, who was the? Who was this? This is guy probably who, four or five years. This is four. Who was or the five guy who was modeled old, after though? I think it could have been modeled after John Rocker. I would say it's Rocker, but even more so, I would say it's uh, it was Williams. A, the guy that was on the Mitch Cubs. Williams. Mitch so that's Williams. even older guy. Probably man. more Mitch, Mitch Both those guys. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It, loosely. Loosely. Williams, though, I think is more loosely. Okay. Uh, yeah. But uh, regardless. He works on MLB Network, though. Regardless, they did yeah, this show. Hey, they should have done this show for five more seasons. Yeah. 
And there I are so know many shows that get cut short that should not get cut short, especially comedy. And so many that get just. I think they ran out of ideas. That, that could be true. HBO would be giving him the money, but I just think he's like, fuck. I, I don't. Like, it's like Dave Chappelle style. He's like, I don't know if I got you know a fifty million dollar four more seasons on this. I'm just gonna quit while I'm ahead because it could be. Beep. But you know what? They You'll should keep it alive shark, in the sense that you can line. bring it back for three years later. Another eight episodes or whatever. Just don't, don't Here's what kill you it. do. Don't you kill do it. the movie. Yeah, I mean, yes. Come yeah. out with the movie. I mean, there's guys who are like playing basketball now that just want to quit. They have $40 million contracts, i.e. Larry Sanders. So yeah. once you get offered a bunch of money and you want to quit and already been paid that money, you probably shouldn't quit. Yeah. You probably yeah. stick with what you're doing. And yeah. I guarantee you he'll be like, like, what the hell was I doing? What was I thinking? Yeah. Uh, Kanye West always talks about Mace from back in the Puff Daddy. Mace and Puff Daddy were rolling it. They're all of a sudden he quit to become a pastor. He keeps on trying to come back, dude. You were top of the world. The humongous part about being a celebrity is cashing in on it, making shitloads of money, having expensive, luxurious things. That way, in case one day you're not famous, you can still be rich as hell and better than everyone around you. <laughs> Was that about to go into Boston? I think it was. I my long run. It was long run. Yeah. You know what? One of my big regrets from the season is, you know, I acquired Russell Wilson after his first big game, but I didn't have the sack to stick him in there every week and play him. Yeah. You know, I was still That's playing matchups with Russell Wilson. I didn't have the sack in the beginning of the season to tell all you motherfuckers that that guy is a top five quarterback. Period. When it comes to fantasy, I think you. Did. I ended up with. I ended up with him. I even when he gets myself, I put him at number six in the end or something like that. And I, I mean, I know not a lot of people would have him in the top ten. He just doesn't fit that profile. But that kid is just—he's just plain and simply a gamer. Any game that anything you need, that guy does it. Period. There's certain guys you just got to get it, and you know who gets it. Val Verde gets it. I want to give it up to Sack with this. Val Verde. No, for your information, I have full-size balls. <laughs> yes, well, sir. Here's what I'll say about, uh, I agree with you. I traded him for Lamar Miller because I... Well, that worked out. I, it, did work out it did work out for him. For me, I had Andrew Luck and I drafted uh, Adrian Peterson. So I thought it was a good trade. But at the same time, I agree with you. I wouldn't know. I knew I wouldn't have played him, even if I didn't have luck. He's that guy that, like, stupidly enough, you're just like, eh, I'll play Brady over him, or uh, I'll play Stafford. Romo over him, Stafford or against the a Stafford. He's like your second guy, where you're like, you, you, for some reason, his name doesn't sound sexier on that week to week basis. That's changing, obviously, you know because what? He's, he never has a 400 yard game. Never, he never yeah. has a four touchdown game. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it just, I know. The numbers are not sexy when it comes to looking at quarterbacks. Because the first thing you look at with quarterbacks are the throwing stats. Yeah. Sure, you can look at those rushing stats, but they're intermittent. You know, they're not every day. It's not every game. So when you look at him, you're like, oh, that's four games in a row that he's only rushed for like, you know, forty yards, twenty yards, thirty yards, ten yards. Well, here's ah, the must have done nothing. No, he's when he doesn't rush for the yards, he's throwing for him. And believe me, that guy just gets it done every time you need it. It's but I'm going to tell you, you know how real we like life it. and fantasy. We like the explosion. I know, I know, and I agree with you. We like the explosion factor. Is is he more over the season the most steady 
Or is he a guy that I just don't know? I'm, I'm literally asking you guys. He's had like three 35 point games this season. Which is huge, actually. Which is huge, huge games. Yeah. Like, compared to anybody, you know, that might be the most. He probably, had, he probably had the most explosion games of anybody. God. Simply because he has the running explosion factor. Well, not, like, not the explosion like Ben Roethlisberger had this year. Oh, no, but those were. Yeah. Those were. Those, yeah, those, two, were on, but, those were on a different level. Russell Wilson had three. Well, see, yeah. but yeah, I mean, you're talking. I mean, two back-to-back six-touchdown games, or intermittent throughout a season, uh, three, you know, hundred-plus yard, two rushing touchdown, one passing touchdown type games. Three, worth, yeah. thirty-four points, thirty-four point two games or higher, and then there's also a twenty-nine point three, you know, game in there. What's crazy is that he does it with nothing else around him. It, yes. It's you know. But that's why he's doing it, because he's doing it with his legs. Yeah. And that's where you're getting all those points. Now, here's, here's, here's where potentially the problem starts to come in, because I think it's still going to be potentially good next year, because I don't anticipate them having Marshawn Lynch. So I anticipate it being a, a Turbin or Michael or whatever you're going to do, maybe you're going to draft someone, but they still need help at wide receiver. They don't have anyone for him to throw the ball to, so I think next year could even be more prolific in the running game. And he might even have, now that you don't, if Lynch is not there, Think about what that does for his rushing touchdowns next year. That could add three, four rushing touchdowns to him next year. Yeah, I absolutely this, agree. This is speculation. And uh, I, I, listen, I would I would agree with that. I don't want to count out uh, Paul Richardson. I don't want to count yeah. out Kevin Norwood. Both of those guys were drafted high. Well, I think he's, he's counting out the running backs. Because I, 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 I think the wide receiver. They have nothing at wide receiver. I'm saying, I agree with you. That they I'm saying it's unproven. I'm saying, I'm and, saying and it's unproven, and I'm saying that year you're talking about you don't have a number one there. You don't have anyone on that wide receiver. Anyone, any receiver, any tight end receiver, anyone that goes out that's that's catching a ball Agreed. that demands attention from a defense. True. That scares any In defense. In fantasy that they football, face. on that at the wide receiver position, tight end, wide receiver, you don't have a guy that's within like literally the top ten or twelve tiers. Right, going into the sure. season. Now that Harvin's gone, right. and now you know, even if he was on the team, he'd still be on. In my mind, ten. even when Harvin was there, wasn't in the top ten or twelve tiers. But that's just we're gonna double check that. We'll, we'll check that. Let's go to tape. <laughs> <laughs> check the tape. But uh, the thing is, this week his rushing could be good. Except the linebackers for Carolina are the fastest in the league. Uh, they're yeah. just plain so, and simple. True. Keekley and, and, and Davis, they they they're, they can cover sideline to sideline better than anybody else in the league. So you got to think he's going to have to throw a little bit more to get it done. He'll have some yards on the ground, but it probably won't be a hundred yard rushing game. This for is him where your speedy guys though. Your down. Richardson might have a play in this game because let me ask you this: because I think Stags, like, I think you're right. I think that he's what it's going to be more of. It's him running to throw. Running to keep a play alive because he knows he's not going to be, or he'll only just take the safe yardage. But if he wants a bigger play, it's going to be on a broken play, roll out, extend the play, and let one of these speedy guys make a move after uh, you know the play breaks down. Um, I 100% disagree. Nice, nice use All of right. your, well, that was nice use of play three times one sentence. Thank I, you, like thank you, I like that. I like that. I 100% disagree, and I'll tell you why. Seattle knows that they're going to stop Carolina. Carolina isn't going to score on them. Maybe they score 7 to 10 points or something. What Seattle has done in the past is they rush the shit out of the ball. They have saved Marshawn Lynch all season for now. And they have. I mean, if you noticed, he didn't, 
up until these last few games, he started to get a couple 20-carry 20, uh, 20 games. But they saved him all season. And last year, they did the same thing. Marshawn Lynch has scored a touchdown in every playoff game he's played in for like the last three or four years. They run the shit out of this guy every time he gets in this game, in this sort of situation. And that's what they're going to do again. Why would they risk the, uh, the possibility that Carolina intercepts balls? Or, or that they hit the shit out of a receiver on a, on, on a pass ball against these rookie receivers, against a Doug Baldwin, or against a Jermaine Curse. Why would they use these semi-has-been, never-was, or well, maybe-will-be? But what, that's not what I'm saying. I'm they're saying. just going to run the shit out of Turbin yeah, and, and, and Lynch and maybe even a Christine Michael It's going to be all day long. But run, you're, run, you're, run. Okay, that's, uh, that's fine. When you're on third and eight, you're not going to run, 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 run. You're going to... Pass and you're going to need to have these plays. There are going to be times where they're going to have. What I'm saying is how they're going to pass. It's not going to be traditional pocket passing. It's going to be where he would normally run and, and, and as the play breaks down, he would sure. normally run with the ball because of the linebackers. He's going to just extend the play like a Ben Roethlisberger and create the extra two three seconds in the it, wherever he can to allow his receivers to do something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And no, I think absolutely. you guys are both uh, agreeing with each other a lot more than you think, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're right. And the fact is. Some of the things that you said, you don't think Marshawn Lynch is going to be there next year, do you? No, that's why I think they run him to the ground. I think exactly. you're right. Yeah. Oh, do you? Because <laughs> we know Russell wow. Wilson's going to be there. So do you that think? Is, if you think, uh, I mean, what? it's basically I, I'm, I'm, like, I'm, let's I'm, get this guy like a hundred carries over the the next hopefully three games when we get to the Super Bowl. I am, I, I am, I am seriously, I am so on year. the fence with it because he has done so well for them this year that I don't know if they want to give it up. I think they, I think they may want to keep him. I think they were just resigned to him being gone after this year at first. But I think the fact that he made it through this season in health, in, in full health, to be quite honest, makes me think that they may want to maybe give him an incentive-laden contract for a couple well, of years. Well, that would be the only way because I think, yeah. I think they're the smarter is, otherwise. This is a team that has benefited by the fact that they have. The low salary cap. Go ahead. Yes. He's still under contract next year, so they'd have they. They can restructure, but he's still under contract for like uh, $7.5 million cap it. So you really have limited options. You have, you have he, to, he's you're, already, you don't he's have limited options. You have, you have, you have, you have probably 30 other or 31 other teams out there that would be happy to trade for a Marshawn Lynch. But you're, in terms of what you could do with his deal, it's very limited. Uh, Especially at that price. It's actually not a terrible price. Well, it's not he, great. He can, not he can also decide to hold out. Valverde. Valverde better not hold out. <laughs> Valverde. Valverde. Sign have you ever paid for sex? The answer is yes, I have. Several times, in fact. Play it again <laughs> if I yelled in front. I'm sorry. Have you ever paid for sex? And the answer is yes, I have. Several times, in fact. <laughs> I, uh, one more time. Yeah, one more time. Yeah. I gotta remind Several myself. Times. Repeat that question. Have you ever paid for sex? And the answer is yes, I have. Several times, in fact. That says. Well, I think you. There's one thing I've learned through all my adventures and conquests is that some people are just wired for success. Especially, those, especially those like Valverde and those that pay for sex. Yeah, his cap hits 85 or 8 million five uh, with. Dead money being about a million and a half. Yeah. So you save $7 million by cutting him, basically. So that's what they're going to have to debate. And they're going to need every dime of that money 
to re-sign Russell Wilson. Well, that's my whole point. And they just cleared more space by getting rid of Percy Harvin. And if you believe in that you had a second-round draft pick in Christine Michael, who is supposed to be what he's going to be, this is where you have to make... You have to, football is a league, and this is where I think they're not stupid enough to say, yeah, he survived this year with his health. I don't want to keep him around and, and then have to give him another contract. And he's also, you know, with not talking to the media and the whole other thing, it's not, you know, I don't know. I, I got a question for you. Thank you for asking. <laughs> Thanks for not smoking. You're welcome. Um, I, I, <laughs> Thank I, you for asking. Yeah, <laughs> I, I That's us young bucks. We all know the guy. Old timer, old timer over here didn't get it. All right, let's let's so, move on to other stuff on the Seahawks. Nope. Or <laughs> well, uh, yeah. one last thing concerning what you were talking about with uh, Lynch there and, and the contract. For, uh, first of all, I do believe that. They do think that they have something in Christine Michael, and I think that they didn't want to show it so much this season. I think they did want to run as much as they could with Lynch and save Michael for the future. If they had run Michael a little too much this year, they risk injury, they risk the future. That makes me think that they want to keep Michael Ego, and, get, and get rid of mentality. If he's not playing well, is he going to be scarred or stained? It's basically like we don't need you yet. Think about yeah. why. Think about Believe why me, we're saving you. For you, believe me, you well, want us to save you. You're like, a Houdini, Houdini, Houdini. you're like a Houdini dynasty guy that's right. sitting on his bench and just doesn't even reactivate. Right. Seriously, but right when you your rookie contract's coming up, contract. you're going to be starting that whole year and you're going to show that you want, you're going to get paid. This is my question. So believe me, this is perfect for you, Doc, was his a contract? Of, is it, it's a Christy. four-year contract, right? Not a three-year contract. His rookie contract? Yeah. Aren't all rookie contracts now four years? I think it's three with an option. Or something like that, or maybe it's I thought. Oh, maybe it's like a, maybe it's first or second round or three years. There's there's a guarantee now. There's, there's all sliding scales. Yeah, it's or guaranteed whatever. three. I think and I know that there's a lot of other guys that are guaranteed option. four when they're third round or whatever. It's four 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 years guaranteed. Think about how smart this team is, and think about Marshawn with an option. Yeah. Think about Marshawn Lynch. He's so alive and so lively right now because basically when he was in Buffalo, he essentially got to sit for a year and a half. And that was after he started, and I, I don't know if he was rookie of the year, but he had a great couple first two seasons. Yeah, a couple and, and, then all, and then all of a sudden, he was just out of favor and done, and just sat around in Buffalo. And, that, and the Seahawks were like, Jesus, this guy's a lot of talent. Got him for nothing. They're smart enough to realize a guy sitting on the bench can play, who's, and he's much younger, Michael, than, than, when they got, than when they got a Lynch. Right, he was already you know, three or four five, years yeah, ago right, yeah. when they made that trade. So these guys are smart enough to realize. We got. We're, you're just gonna get more mature, watch more game, keep practice more, get the speed of the game, and you're gonna get your moment. And obviously, we know it's a futile, small window to get your moment. You get your moment, and you don't do shit in the three games. Your moment's already closed. But he hasn't even gotten his opportunity yet. The, the, and the Chris last thing Mike. I want to say on the subject, and then, and then we'll go on uh, from this game. We'll go to the next game. Um, on this, on the subject. I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. <laughs> you made the, you made it sound a little more like you were smoking the bomb. Well, like it was. <laughs> it went down the wrong fucking pipe. <laughs> right, so while he's choking, I'm drinking. I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. Um, Tom Brady. I, as much as I hate Michigan, you guys know it. Being a Michigan State guy, I, I, we just it's bread, and so we hate Michigan. Tom Brady got to admit his class act. Again, and I, and I think he's done it like three times now, restructuring his contract 
to allow for 24 more million dollars for the Patriots to be able to spend by restructuring his contract. To do that for a team, almost every chance you get is, I mean, yeah, I mean, he eventually gets the money in certain respects one way or another, but it helps the team. It's unbelievable. And, and if, I don't know him. Over the next Ma- I don't years. know many guys who do that year after year. I, I know guys who time. do that. Guys who have a wife that still makes more money than them. Giselle! Yeah, you know, you got a guy, there, a guy that still. might do that to keep this party rolling and the game we're talking about. I agree with you. The Seahawks could be a Russell Wilson. It could be. He might be like, you know what? I could go hit bank and get $120 million, but I'm going to be Flacco and everyone's going to be talking. You know what? I'm going to go and I'm going to get a great contract now, and I'm going to get another great contract when I've got three Super Bowl rings. Also, I could see him doing that. How about this, too? What else does he already have? National advertising uh, endorsements. His, his friggin' family in football, uh, insurance you realize, are so annoying. Right, right. I hate They're horrible, guy, but in football, how many guys get national TV endorsements? Like four or five. Even better, you know what he has? And it, it, it's the strangest thing to say. <laughs> Baseball, did you say? Yeah. Uh, that's good. That's, it's close. Kenny Powers is on your side. Karma. The kid is just a good fucking guy. And I agree. Plain and simple. And you want to know he's got more? Except he's not. You want to Really? He, Tell he, me how. He's banging Joseph Foria's wife. He's banging her right now? Do you know this? Look it up. <laughs> really? Yes. Is he on the team? Where's Foria? What team is no, he on? No, Foria's on uh, Detroit. Detroit right now. He's on the IR, too. Probably not really on the IR. Probably <laughs> <laughs> on the hard IR. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, the way I saw Foria doing a couple of touchdown Foria? dances. The Foria from he... Detroit? Yes. yes. Huh? Joseph. Uh, F-A-U-R-I-A. Foria. I believe it. Just because DeMarco Murray's fucking everybody's wife doesn't mean that Russell Wilson is, too. I believe it. He, we talked about it on the show. Russell Wilson dumped his wife before his uh, rookie contract was up. Bye-bye. I didn't mean to hurt you. I didn't mean to kiss on her pussy, your fiancé. Only his girlfriend. They stole my wife. <laughs> We're showing oh, pictures of your That's girlfriend. hilarious. Yeah, that's good stuff. Well, here's the one thing I will say about uh, Brady in that regard, and I think this is what happens. I love that you say that, dog, and I know you don't like Brady. I think it's more than the Michigan. I think it's the it's the Manning lover in you. Okay. It's hilarious that it's, it's DeMarco Murray and uh, Russell Wilson all in the same like, handful of tweets. Well, the one thing I'll say is that with Brady, the, there's no question that when he's doing one of those deals with Kraft... And I think there's a lot of players that transcend. They're the big. Kraft's like, just do this now. You're gonna be the face of this franchise forever. You're gonna be L.A. when you want to be L.A. You, I'll, you'll be an owner. You'll be. I'll give you yeah. a percentage. I'll behind t- closed doors when you've got a Tom Brady and that kind of relationship. But yeah, it's just these guys. Kraft without Brady knows he's friggin' Art Modell. Yeah. So me, you put this out in the media. There's no way in the world I could ever fuck you. On this, so believe me, you're getting that money. Yeah, eventually we'll get you. We'll catch you. Don't we'll worry you. about it. There's just no way it can't happen. It's gonna happen. So as I was saying, the amount of money I'm gonna be making would hurt your parents' feelings. You remember the class where I taught you all how to make it rain? That's what I'm gonna be doing every single night. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're done with this game, right? Yeah. Yes. All right. Yeah. Let's move on to the third game, which is going to move to Sunday. 
and we, you, we know that on Sunday they get them going a little earlier. I don't know whether that's because they don't want people to go to church to not see these games. <laughs> Take me or to church. The lights are lighting and the electricity is more expensive for the evening games. I don't know. Football's played Sunday, Sunday, Sunday night is meant for award shows. There and you go. Shows, red some, carpets. Red carpets. Bachelorettes. Yeah, well, bachelorettes. Yeah. Do you want to know what? I think Bachelor, this is proof that God is a Jewish God because our Sabbath is on Saturday. Correct. And we watch football on Sunday with no regrets. No, that, that's a fact. Our I, Sabbath is over, but I want a we Kenny, don't get college I football. Kenny, I need a Kenny Power. Man, I don't think we can have lights on when we do it. But no, he's a Kenny yeah. Power on, on his statement. <laughs> Our God's a Jewish God. Right, here's here's Kenny go. Power when we need him. Just like Neil Armstrong, I went to space and now I'm back and nobody gives a shit. <laughs> there you go. I got one All for right. everybody. Man. I appreciate it. I got one it. for I appreciate everyone. It. All right, next game. Cowboys Equal opportunity are going to be at Lambeau. This guy's my fucking new first hero. time in the playoffs the since the this is um, first time in the playoffs since the Ice Bowl, correct? That Dallas is going to Green Bay. That's and correct. the and first time eight no teams at home and on the road are playing how? each other since that. This is which crazy. Is crazy. Crazy. Very I mean, I think this crazy. is going to be a great. Obviously, Rogers has to be healthy the whole game for this to be a great one. But I think this game, be fun. I think this game is going speed. to be absolutely. Jaw, you know, so chopping off your I fingernails. Think, this is going to be close. Sunday. Automatic's rolling his eyes. Yeah, He's I, all in on that. Uh, I'll say this one. Here's what no, I'm saying. No, it's not so much. I'm just talking okay. about Sunday. I can't wait. Like, I don't care what anyone, like, my girlfriend can say whatever she wants. I'm. We are watching football Sunday because... I'll do whatever you want on Saturday. I can I can bypass the 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 Seattle and uh, I guess Seattle I'm gonna have to edit this. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> but I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you right now. I am watching. I have got Why to watch. We'll be the, uh, well, yeah, we'll be off right. But oh. Sunday, all day Sunday. There's no way you miss these oh. games. She's hot. Four years, girl. Uh, yeah, just, we're looking at the Russell Wilson banged. Uh, woman. I'm hotter than that big mouth blonde haired girl he married from. Uh, yeah. Wisconsin. Oh my. Hey so, I'm telling you, these two games on Sunday, I can see how Russell gets this it. is what football is all about. This is the greatest weekend in, in sports because you do have the games on Saturday and Sunday. Next week is great with only the, the championships. Told, you just told us you're going to be shopping at Bloomingdale's on Saturday. I'm telling you. You're that, not even going to see that. Game. I'm telling you that if I have to make a concession, my concession is the Panthers and Seahawks. Yes, I will be missing the Panthers and Seahawks game gladly. Get me a blender, by the way. Get you a blender? Yeah, and a throw pillow, you fuck. <laughs> How about a blender? All right, so a let me get this straight. So I'm going to pay for a blowjob, and I got to pay for a goddamn hotel room, too? Well, that just seems like I'm spending too much money for nothing. I got a house. You can just get your ass over here, and I can just do the blowjob here. <laughs> There you go. Spoken in front of his. Uh, this is I great. myself every once in a while. This is great. I love. I love Kenny Powers. I, I wish they had eight seasons. I would just say all off season we're doing nothing but Kenny and Stevie and all those oh, knuckleheads. The best guy forever. It's just when Kenny saves Stevie, we'll do it hopefully. But one of the funniest line in the entirety of that show to me was when he saved him from Will Ferrell's character and he got him and they were driving away and Stevie goes. They were just raping the hell out of me the whole time. 
First, or do you want to go with? Well, let's, 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 go ahead, have your Demarco love. Let's let's. We always have. I don't have any Demarco love this week. No really? Demarco love this week. You broke up. I'm good. I'm good. I mean, I think he'll do well. Uh, but it's playoff football. Uh, I'm not looking for anybody to be able to establish too much in the run game. Uh, I think it'll be a balanced attack, and that's sort of what it has to be. Uh, I mean. The Cowboys didn't look great last week when they tried to go entire, you know, kind of ground game. Uh, so I think they're going to have to get that passing game going a little bit, uh, especially early in the game. They might be throwing a little more on first down than they usually do. So uh, I definitely like DeMarco a little bit. You know, somewhere in the range of 80 yards, probably they've been giving him the rock around the end zone, which they didn't really do a lot uh, earlier in the season. So he's probably good for a touchdown. But... I'm not expecting a huge blow up 160 yard type of game. Is well, that those just don't happen in the playoffs. I don't know. I know they don't happen in the playoffs, but here's what does happen. And here's what can happen is that running games X factor. Running games work on the road. Okay? Passing games don't work on the road. If you're a dominant passing team that doesn't have a running attack, you really have no chance going into someone else's house if, if, you know, and, and getting it done. Look at how do you keep, how do you keep their offense off the field? That's the whole point. You got to have that you got to have that running attack. And so this is why Dallas has been 8-0 on the road this season. is because they're able to, to lean on DeMarco Murray and to lean on that running game, to lean on the best defense, I mean, I'm sorry, offensive line in football and allow them to create the holes and to do the things. So I think that that is going to be their modus operandi as they go into this. You also have the situation where, you know, I, I look at it from... Tony Romo has been in a lot of... This is... This is make or break. This is everything for Tony Romo. This is all these guys. This whole franchise. franchise. Jason Garrett. These guys have all been together for so long. This is like, it's all come to this point. Des is in a contract situation. And Des played like shit in the last game. So this is like, you know, is he going to be able to make up for it and, 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 and move on? I think the one guy who I do have faith in will have a good game is Tony Romo, actually. I, I'm... For a guy that we've maligned throughout the entire uh, early part of the season, and I know you're probably going to hate on him, and, and, I'll, and I'll let you, but it's I just I see it like this. He's I don't around. See, I see this is going we to be. Thought he's going to be injured. He's stayed healthy. No, no, but he, no, no, right? But we, we were haters on him. We were saying stay away from him, and, and he didn't have like the tremendous awesome games. And I'm not saying he's going to just blow up fantasy wise, but is he going to not make the stupid plays this week? Yes, I think so for the most part. I, I, I think that this is going to be a closer game. I, I, I think all these games are going to be somewhat close. I, I don't expect a blowout. I, I, if it could happen, this, this would be the one game I would pick that it could, though. Because from, from, from Green Bay. Cowboy. No, from Green uh, Bay Green blowing Bay. out Green Bay. Green uh, Bay blowing out Dallas. Because Green Bay at home, the way that they roll, the way that Aaron Rodgers is and all the weapons that he has. But I look at Tony Romo, and I'm saying to you, with if they can establish... Halfway of a running game to start the game. That'll allow him to just find a comfort zone, keep it close, not do anything crazy, but keep it close. And and, and he could throw two touchdowns and maybe one interception, but I don't see him having more than one turnover in this game. Biggest factor in this game, without question, it's not even close, the weather. Yeah. Plain and simple. 
No question. Do you really think that Tony Romo is going to be able to play well in what negative degree weather? Negative. That's what they're calling for? It's ice bowl? Snow or no snow? It's, I, I have no 10% idea. 10% chance of snow, and they're calling for 19 degrees as of now. But that's yeah, Tony you know, Romo's with, from with Illinois. With the wind chill, that's you're six talking days close out. to, yeah, with close to zero it, with the wind chill. I'm Tony not too Romo worried about Romo. Not be able to I'm not worried about Romo. Anything. I'm worried about Dez. I would be more worried about Dez, Dez DeMarco, who, uh, both Southern boys. As, I'm worried about as, all of them. Yeah. They're used to playing in the warmth. But Romo, Romo, I'm not too worried Romo's about Romo's back is going to act up on him. It's freezing cold. He gets hit hard <laughs> once. He's still on he's the still, He's still. Week 19, episode 19, he's still calling Romo's injury. You don't think that Clay Matthews isn't going to hit him once really hard in this weather and that that back isn't going to act up? Yeah, but the good thing about cold is it's numbing. <laughs> Yeah, it, it numbs your hands too. You think he's gonna be able to throw? I don't it? think at this point we can keep saying that it's he's gonna get knocked out by an injury. No, well, I haven't said it knocked out by an injury in a while. We kind of got to happened to your voice there. I had a little bit of a, a little bubble of beer. I think nice. in my throat. I'm just telling. I mean, if you guys, I'm, I'm congested. You guys been outside here in Chicago for literally just walking for ten minutes without a glove on. Where did Romo your play? Where did Romo play weeks. college? Eastern Illinois. Where's Romo from? Illinois. This is not a guy. It's not. This isn't. This isn't a Southern California guy. Romo is guy. a gritty ass mother effer. So he's been in the league as an undrafted guy. This is a. This is a guy that. Totally. Gotta, yeah. no, he, I mean, if he, he didn't take Jessica Simpson, you would have or golf. play for yeah, Dallas or play golf. Tony which is you're, from Wisconsin. You're fine, but he played in Illinois. You know. You know what your favorite sport is to play. What Even better is from Wisconsin. What is it? What's your favorite sport to play besides kickball? Baseball, but yeah, I know what, you're going when was the last golf. time you played baseball? I played semi-pro for fucking ten. When years. was the last time you played About baseball? Four, four or five years ago. When was the last time you played golf? His favorite sport's golf. About forty-five, four or five minutes ago. Yeah. Mind. So yeah, you're, you're basically hating on a replica of yourself. I just hit a hole one like ten minutes ago. You guys didn't even see it. I agree. You hit a hole one in your own bunghole because you're giving Romo shit for being the same shit you love. Fine, but I hate the cold. I'm the man who has the ball. I'm the man who can throw it faster than fuck. So that is why I am better than everyone in the world. <laughs> Listen, Tony had a nice game in, in Dallas against Detroit that he almost didn't win. I don't know. Okay? He is now going to Green Bay where it is going to be a good 70 degrees difference, 60 degrees difference at least. Um, up against a quarterback that's the best in the league. Did you hear that Dallas has been practicing in five Possibly all week? the toughest road place to play in in the entire National Football League in Green Bay at Lambeau Field. Okay, so let's talk about Rodgers for a minute. Because it, it, that whole machine is, is banked on the fact that this guy's calf is an amen. Last time I watched him play, week 17, got got. Ball boys crying on riding next to him on carts, thinking is is he done? I mean, is he good to go, one hundred percent? I'd rather take fucking Rogers on one leg than than Romo. Well, you you definitely have dreamed about taking, getting taken by Rogers on both knees. I (laughs) on a regular basis. (laughs) That's not the point. I, I agree. I, <laughs> it's not I, the point I've had at the all. same experiences with Jerry Rice. It's awesome is that Olivia's looking my asshole at the same time. Oh my time. God! Sorry, do not say that. that. Hey, hey, do well, not hey. 
say that. And you brought up the scenario, man. I just included what was really there. Oh, God. If you guys do want to, our listening audience, Olivia Munn has got some of the greatest perverted pictures. You gotta find, you gotta search hard to find them. But what a what a little dirtbag she is. Yeah, look at Good the curve girl. of that tongue. You know, she's been in places that not many people go. Yeah. Her Aaron name Rogers, is Rose, named after Miss Kate Winslet in the movie Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> you don't name your daughter after fucking Titanic. It's Cassie's favorite movie. Oh wow, you better be shitting me. <laughs> What's his name? Fucking Shrek? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was holding that thumb. Has the dog ever seen Getty Bowers? Because he's no, I know, no, no, no. Dog had it on the way home. If if best if it wasn't ten forty five and Best Buy was open, he'd be buying the whole like the this guy. I'm gonna like, bring yes. you seasons one through three on DVD. Wow. It's uh, epic. It is great having someone that's never never heard or seen it. I don't watch. It. I don't watch TV. You will. You will. He will give you these. I, I watch sports and that's it. This is the beautiful thing. It's a merger of sports. Hilariousness, swearingness, because it's cable. That's why we do this podcast. Kenny Powers in my school. <laughs> wow. It is a true pleasure to meet you. I'm just a huge fan. Uh, Terrence Cutler, principal. Oh, big boss man. Okay. <laughs> well, when I heard that you were going to be subbing here, I, I almost lost my mind. <laughs> well, it's good for you. <laughs> well, yeah, there's something you need to know about, Kenny. Uh, you're not the only athlete here at Jeff Davis. I happen to be training for a triathlon right now, so doing a lot of running and uh, cycling, swimming. Well, you know all about that. <laughs> no, actually, I don't. I play real sports. I'm trying to be the best at exercising. <laughs> like this guy. <laughs> all right, let's keep talking. Uh, let's see about, keep talking about this game. We're doing good. I think this podcast is awesome. Um, well, fuck, I, well, fuck all of you. <laughs> Do I gotta bring it back? Do I have to bring that one back? No, okay. no. Let's go. Talk deeper. I mean, all I know, and listen, I, I understand what Roma's been doing lately. And he's had years where he's had great years. And then you've seen what he did in the playoffs. You're telling me that all of a sudden, now, out of nowhere, you guys are just going to bet on Tony Romo doing well in the playoffs. Well, the thing is, Tony Romo, the guys he's played in the playoffs have been like the toughest defenses in the league, or one of the top, you know, five units in the league coming into the playoffs. He's always had some pretty tough matchups, pretty tough defense going against. Yeah, so, Minnesota was really a, t- a tough defense. How long ago? 2009. Five years ago, <laughs> half a decade ago. The last time he actually made it to the playoffs, because he sucks at the end of the year. Well, he didn't suck at the end of the year. And it was a way. He actually dominated the end of this year. He actually played one of the best Decembers of all time. It was. It was great. So the point is, Green okay. Bay is not that great of a defense. They're pretty it's good. It's actually been awesome lately. They have been really good lately. They have. They have. Um, I don't know. Stags. I know they're, you got. They're the top ten in the power rankings, uh, allowing just seventy three point seven. Uh, you know, total fantasy points. Uh, you know, just some things. They're still vulnerable if you can run against them. And They're this vulnerable. Is, this is the this is the against point. balance attacks. Exactly. Correct. And the balance attack is what Dallas is trying to do. And look, 
they understand. It, it, I'm not. I, I'm not telling you that Dallas is going to win the game. I'm telling you Green Bay is going to win the game. I'm telling you that Dallas is not going to get rolled over. They're going to make it a game, and they're not going to do what Dallas has normally done every time that they had been in this regime or every time that they've had the chance, like to make the playoffs in the last five years and have not made it. They are not going to shoot themselves in the foot in this game. They're going to lose because they're going to get outplayed in this game. All right. Now, contrary to popular belief, I'm going to say something here that. You guys will be like, what? Where did where did dog go? Aaron Rodgers isn't going to have that great of a game either. I really don't think so. He's at home, but I do not believe that he's going to have a good game at all. First of all, when it comes to the playoffs, yes, there was that huge run he had that he won the Super Bowl, and that was awesome. But that was many years ago now. Hey, I, I wish I could say that was a couple years ago. Closer to two thousand nine, I think. Yeah, it was closer <laughs> it to two thousand nine. It was ten eleven. Yeah, but. It's, it is very different for him lately. He's been in the playoffs lately, unlike other quarterbacks in the league. Um, and he hasn't done as well in the playoffs lately. With this sort of uh, with this set receiving core that he's had lately, with Jordy Nelson and uh, Randall Cobb, uh, Grand, the third receiver is kind of interchangeable. You got your Boykin, you got your uh, whatever, your Devontae Adams. Now this, um, it just hasn't gone all that well for him passing wise. You know, he hasn't thrown up the 300-yard, three-touchdown games lately. It's been one touchdown, 240 yards, two touchdowns, 230 yards, something like that. Does that mean you think this is the Lacey show? I do. I I believe it's going to be a lot more running, especially with this weather, than you think. When your hands are as frozen as, uh, you know, you could possibly imagine going out there. Because you're out there on the field at all times. When you're running an offense, it's a, a kind of a quick offense, you have no reprieve. Your hands and your fingernails and your fingertips just get so frozen to the point where you have no feel on that ball. And yeah, you can make some passes, and yeah, they can catch a couple of them, but I'm telling you, it's not like it's an October game where there's the potential of both quarterbacks throwing for 350 yards. There isn't. I'm telling you, there's gonna, it's going to be under 300 yards for both quarterbacks, it would shock me if either quarterback had more than three, three touchdowns or more. I'm telling you, Lacey's going to run that ball, and he's going to run it hard. DeMarco's going to get his carries, and he's going to run two. They're going to interchange the running backs as well a little bit to give those guys a little rest. You know what? Actually, they're not going to change them all that much. They're going to keep them warm and run the shit out of them. This is going to be more of a running game than you think. I'm telling you, cold weather makes freezing weather makes more of a difference than you think. Cold weather, maybe not. So how does that, how does that affect Mr. Alabama and Lacey? He thinks that Eddie's going to be the... Eddie's, Eddie's going to get the carries. So, but cold doesn't affect him because now he's been there? No, I, I, it's not that he's been there or not. It's just he's going to get the ball a ton. I know. I, I get it. It's, it's, I know. I look at it. I agree it's going to be a running type let's talk, game. Let's make sure we talk fantasy here. But when I'm talking fantasy, about I, I'm still saying I disagree because... I think Randall Cobb is a guy that doesn't cold and, and Jordy Nelson. Cold doesn't affect these guys. Cobb's terrible in the playoffs. Has been uh, his whole career. Uh, that may be. But I think twenty-four yards is his most in three career playoff games <laughs> or something. All right, so I'll. I'm, I'm Jordy Nelson hasn't caught a. T- uh, Randall Cobb a is going to have. Randall Cobb will like have a years. touchdown in this game and have more than seventy yards. I believe that. I I I believe in that strongly. I think that he's the guy actually that I think I like better. It, it, as far as him and Jordy Nelson in this one, uh, because 
I, I just think that he's going to be able to sneak around more. I think he'll have more of like, you know, I think Barry Church is going to be really shadowing more of Jordy Nelson in this game. And I think he's really a, a really good ball hawker and, and, and a strong hitter. I think Cobb's going to have just a better chance going against the Scandricks and, the, and going up in that other type of a bracket that I like him better in this one. Cool. I think the chance, I think there's a chance that Nelson catches a deep slant and, and beats those, uh, that, that secondary with his legs. Uh, more than, than Cobb, actually. I think Cobb will catch some underneath passes. I don't think that Cobb's going to have a terrible game. I, I, I don't think that Nor- Jordy Nelson... I don't think that any of these guys are going to have terrible games. I just don't think it's going to be as passing-oriented and as high-scoring as one might think. I think if the game's in October... I think the game's forty-two to thirty-five. I want to go on to what you said. I want to go on what you said earlier because it's the whole thing too. Like, because Tom Brady has been the guy. Like, we asked the whole thing. Like, what's the, what's the thing that you would not expect to happen in this game? That's almost what I would, what we're talking about right now. Is what I would not expect to happen in this game. I don't expect that. I expect that like Aaron Rodgers is going to be like Tom Brady and say, "You may come in here and you may not be able to throw, but I'm going to throw." I think that this is going to be one of those ones that the but weather is up. As long as, here's what cold is cold, okay? But everyone's, everyone's cold. Is there going to be wind? If there's not going to be wind of over 15 to 20 miles an hour in that cold, I will take these quarterbacks throwing the ball. Because I'm telling you, you may think that the weather is going to determine that there's going to be a running game. I'm telling you, no. If there's no wind, it's not going to have the effect. That's why I like still like Tony Romo and Aaron Rodgers. Let's game. let's move let's move on in this game. I it's would okay. Different of opinion. We can agree to disagree. I like it. Yeah, yeah. No, no, and I, to be honest, that's, maybe that's moving fine. closer to that team, I might be willing to if everyone thinks that the uh, that the Green Bay Packers are so going to win this. And I really only say this because I think the Rodgers injury is more significant when he tries to take off in the cold and get a, pick up 12 yards like we saw when he got injured last time. I would take Cowboys to win this game, maybe, as we move closer. I'm not convinced the defense of Green Bay is that great. I'm not convinced that I like their offense a lot, but if Rodgers, the main, the main deal is, is banged up, it's a totally different deal. And... Matt Flynn, what's up? I don't know. We do not know that this guy's healthy right now. It's easy to say, yeah, he's golden, but last time I saw him, at this point, it's um, nine days ago, looked uh, pretty hurt. No? Last I heard was at, uh, at his latest practice, he was hopping and skipping like nothing was wrong at all. Okay. But that, that's just what I heard. Yep, yep. All right. Uh, let's, let's move on from that game. I think we covered enough. Yeah, right? I think so. If not, go check out the player rankings. Have good times with that. Ask us questions with second opinions. And uh, hit us up on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash P-Y-R-O-M-A-N. The number one AC. All right, let's go to this fourth game, our last game. And this is on Sunday at 440 Eastern. And this is one I think, I think all these games are going to be great. Maybe save... The Panthers Seahawks game. Uh, I love, I really do think that the other three games are going to be great, but the Colts, Broncos, lots of great stuff happening here. I decided to give you the best week of your life. I wanted you to think you were coming with me. Consider it my final gift to you. <laughs> well, thank you, NFL. Mr. Goodell, thank you. 
<laughs> what is that? Thank you, Mr. One-Eyed Willie. Thank you very much. <laughs> he sounded like that, that old hag. Yeah. Um, is that Martin Shore or something? No, that was the, the old woman that was in Throw Mama from the Train from Goonies. Oh, uh, there you go. Goonies, Goonies yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, love her. She's um, beautiful. But I agree with you that this one said the crescendo of this thing it goes from a good game to start, I'm going to miss the shitty game of the weekend because I'm going to pick one of the four to miss, and I'm loving Sunday to get Packers, Cowboys. Did you just poke yourself in the eye with your thumb? <laughs> almost, 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 almost. Came, I didn't react, so I know I came close. Came underneath. Hey, cheekbone, cheekbone. And then, and then to finish with with Peyton Manning going against Andrew Luck, who I love against his old team. I just, you know, it's awesome. I think it's awesome. So I'm ready for it. Are, Are you ready, ready for, for your own? Own? <laughs> it's, it's, it's like like own? No, I know. I'm waiting for your Val Verde. I, mean, I know Val Verde's ready for it. Val Verde. You're fucking out. I'm fucking in by Kenny Powers. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into this. Let's start got, with the Colts. Let's start. talk about the break. Get in there. You know, Dan Heron, you know, sort of, you know, thank God Trent Richardson got six and they had an excuse not to give him the ball. Uh, so, you know, Dan Heron. Gets 12 carries, 56 yards, scores a rushing touchdown on a short one. You know, looked pretty good, but that what he did in the passing game was even better, you know. Uh, 10 catches. 10 catches, 85 yards on 11 targets. But what else did he do? Fumble twice. Fumbled twice. This is, you know, and this is That's where... That's why they call him Boom. Or Bust. <sighs> yes. Yeah. Well, Boom! And, and Trent Richardson's sick. Yeah. Well, no, no, he had, no. He actually did have an illness. And yeah, delivered by the coaching staff. Right. Like, hey, <laughs> what's going on? Hey, have here? this. Yeah. Hey, Trent, 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 they're gonna give you some. Trent, real Trent, I got this egg salad sandwich for you. I've yeah. had it festering in my car for the last three weeks. I think you should eat this as a protein shake. That weird smell. That's basil. <laughs> that's fresh basil. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the one question I got for. Who's the fella? Timmons? Who's the guy that or the, the guy that came in? Tipton. Tipton? Tipton. Is that that guy looked friggin' sweet. So who so, knows? Hey, he if, listen, if, the guy, if the friggin' guy hair boom was good. gonna be fumbling, that other dude looked like he was ready to make it happen. No, they're th- th- yes, but no. I mean, they're ready to let Boom just take it. That's fine. Yeah, they're ride or die with Boom. They're boomer bust on Boom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got I got so many little bad puns on Boom that You got? I want to hear, I got a bad Val Verde on beers. I'm Kenny Powers. I'll be your new PE teacher until Coach Booth's back is fixed. Hmm? So, huh? so besides, uh, huh? you know, the run game, which they probably won't get a lot going against the Broncos anyways, you know, we've got to look forward to these, you know, receivers and Andrew Luck going up against, uh, you know, Akeem Tlaib and this revamped TJ Ward and these guys should be a pretty exciting matchup. And, you know, we've already seen it once. Uh, You know, they were up big, 24 to nothing at one point, and then Indy kind of stormed back. So it's going to be an interesting matchup. I agree. I mean, Luck is going to put up his points in this one. He put up, I think, it might have been over 30 or something like that in, in, in their first matchup, first yeah, game of the year. 370-yard performance, yeah. Uh, two touchdowns, uh, oh. 26.7. A rushing touchdown in there as well, which is something that Denver gives up. So, I mean, that's it wouldn't be a shock if, if Luck rushed for another touchdown in this one. I think that one of the 
huge keys to the major, I don't want to say a major fall off by luck in the late part of the season, is the fact that Reggie Wayne sucks. Yeah. I think that takes a huge amount away from T.Y. Hilton. T.Y. Hilton can be completely just smothered by defenses because nobody gives a shit about Reggie Wayne anymore. He's going to get smothered this week. And, and Reggie Wayne... Doesn't, isn't that why, isn't that why uh, you know, uh, Dante or whatever... Moncrief, yeah. yeah. Moncrief is playing well and making big plays. He's, Moncrief He's kind of replacing... Nicks. He's kind of replacing uh, Wayne in that situation. Both Moncrief and Knicks are getting twice as many looks at this point, if not and three snaps. times as many looks as Wayne is. And I mean, it's uh, Wayne may be a starter and he may be the name thrown in there, but none of these other guys really scare defenses. It's T.Y. Hilton that scares anybody, okay. and maybe a Kobe Fleener. Well, so if you concentrate on those two guys. And we talk about matchups. Which means what? Akeem Talib yeah. is going to be on him all day. All day long. Right. On I don't him. T.Y. Hilton. And T.Y. Hilton will eat that fucker up. Well, that's fine. I don't think... If, <laughs> if, if they put, remember no, what T.Y. Hilton did it, to Akeem Talib when he was with the Patriots last year? Listen, though. If, this is not... Hold on. They're going to put Chris Harris on No, 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 no. They're going to put the faster guy. But no, no. Even if... I hope. They're never going to leave T.Y. Hilton single covered. They Okay. That's the whole point. Whether it's Akeem Talib who's the first guy, and they're going to have another guy that's going to be coming over the top. I'm telling you, they're shadowing him. They're double covering him no all doubt. day. This is one of those things. You're going to take it away, and you're going to say, Hakeem Nix, Reggie Wayne, Dante Moncrief, go ahead. One of you beat us. And now look at what Denver's done, too. This is also why they have been so apt in the last five weeks, right, of the season, establishing the running Run game. game. Because yeah. why? For the playoffs. And what have they done to the quarterbacks that they have faced in those last five weeks? Only one of them has scored more than 20 fantasy points. They're holding them to an average of 12.8 fantasy points per game. So Time of possession, this, keeping that ball. This is the thing. And I'm, I'm not saying that this is the game where they need to rely on that running game. But I'm going to tell you what. They are going to use the running game. And they are not going to, to make it be it's Peyton Manning that has to do it. It's going to be Peyton Manning. We want you to use your smarts to get us to a Super Bowl this year, and we're going to let you have a balanced attack. And they can have that now because they have C.J. Anderson and they have Ronnie Hillman who's back. So in Week 17, Ronnie Hillman had more carries with 15, but had less yards with 56 compared to the 13 carries in 87 that that, uh, C.J. Anderson had. And C.J. Anderson is the hammer who scores all the touchdowns. Hey, you know what? It's It's an awesome plan. First of all, as soon as they lost to Seattle last year, they established a game plan. They knew what they were doing going into the season. They did not want it to be just Peyton Manning all day long. Seattle figured that out real quick. Well, obviously, Denver cannot beat Seattle when it's just Peyton Manning all day long. So they figured, all right, we got to establish a run game. That's what they did over the last five weeks of the season. Um, they wanted to do it during the season, but there were injuries, one after the other after the other, where they couldn't quite do it. So Peyton had to take... Control a bit. And it, you know what? It's, it doesn't hurt to get them going and get them rolling. That's fine. But they need that running game if they want to win. They've had that running game all, all season. It's just been three different guys. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, it, was it, that, it wasn't as effective, as, though, until the last five weeks of the season. It hasn't been I as effective. Yeah, Monty Ball was not effective. Okay, we know that. But the, Ronnie the, Hillman the best, in the middle, in the right. middle, Ronnie Hillman was the best. Yeah, if he had been healthy, he would literally would have been a top three. But the difference back. is, and this is, but this is the difference, and this is when you look at 
and this is a scheme, right? It was a whole idea. This is what they did. You look at look at the season in quarters, okay? Because they were playing old Bronco type football through the first three quarters of the of their regular season. When they got to oh, the last quarter, oh, I thought you were talking about like quarters, like the game where we oh, yeah, bounce it. into a cup and then you drink a beer if you make it on. Okay, you got me confused now. And you're talking about quarters of the season. Okay. Yeah, I'm going Lovey Smith on your ass. Games. I'm going Lovey Smith on your ass. John Fox looked at it the same way. And this is what the pre- preparation was. They understood. This is plan preparation H. <laughs> it did sound like you said that. I, did, I, that I didn't even say it. I was like, I'll let it slip. It's good that you even gave yourself that. I'll give it to you. So with all that preparation, this is what it was for. Is saying, okay, Peyton, look, and as you look at the age of Peyton Manning, and you look at his skill set, and this is also a smart thing on their end, too, to say, you know what? This is not the Peyton of five years ago. He doesn't have that arm strength to it's be not able the to. Peyton of last year. He is, he's doing it with his smarts and with his and with and all the other stuff. So, what we need to do is let's give him a chance where, because what happens where Peyton always fails in the postseason is his teams fall behind quickly. And then he's trying to. To, to make all the plays and he can't do it because they can't control the clock. If they can sit there and they can have, and this is one of those things I, I believe still, they'll lean on the run early if they can. Mm-hmm. They want to keep luck off the field, establish that, and then Peyton will, and then they'll be able to use play action. And I think the guy who's going to be most effective because we'll go to the other side, you don't want to, want to respect the keep to leave, you'll respect Vontae Davis. And Vontae Davis is going to be all over Demarius Thomas all game long, wherever yes, he is. So the guy who really will have the chance for success is Emmanuel Sanders. Agreed. Another guy that is a sneaky, sneaky play is Wes Welker. Okay, because here's one of these things. And I got to look from stacks. Wes Welker? Yes, I'll bring up Wes Welker. 12 career postseason games. The guy averages 7.25 catches a game, uh, uh, 70.5 yards, and has five touchdowns. He's he's got potential here. Yeah, so I fully agree. With and this is one of those ones where again it's weird, and you're going to focus on those other guys because those are the guys that scare you: Demarius Thomas, Julius Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders. Wes Welker does not scare you. Anytime he's out there, he will be in a one-on-one matchup. They played in Week One of the year. Who scored all the touchdowns receiving? Julius uh, for, for Denver. Three of them. Stag wants to tell you. Julius. Yes. Yeah. And where's what, what? What? How much is his price on Fanduel? Fifty. Holla. Yeah, I, I think he's going to be one of those guys who everybody plays just because he's priced so low, and he doesn't really get you out ahead of the pack. So and that's something to kind of be aware of. That you told sure. us in the via text yeah, message, no. you're like, I wasn't going to fan duel today. But, but I'm, I I'm, I'm, I'm were, were, were you biting, or are you saying because everyone else is going to bite, I'm going to go Plan B no, and I'm win still as bite. a result? I'm still going to bite, but... You gotta be aware that his ownership rate is probably gonna be like over fifty five percent at that. I can price. see that. Well, but here's a good thing. But the other thing too is that there's like only one tight end. Gronkowski is expensive. Everybody else is pretty much reasonable. Yeah, true. Uh, and Greg Olson's way overpriced. Don't go there. So um, you're right that, that most people are gonna be playing that. But at the same time, too, look at what his effectiveness was. He was so effective in the first half of the season, all with touchdowns. One hundred yard game on the season came against. Indianapolis in week one, where it was 104 yards, seven for three touchdowns. So, you know, I like, you you would like it from there, but you look at him since he's come back, what has he got? Uh, Six catches for 66 yards, or 63 yards, three and 33 and 33. A handful of games. Yeah, Yeah, two games. It was terrible. 
It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a sick game. I don't I don't know how these teams are gonna combat one another. I, it, anything goes. It could be a passing attack from both sides. So one team this can get out early, and the then old. the other one's gotta get back. I just know that this is establishment versus anti-establishment. The Broncos are the establishment. The the Colts are the upstart anti-establishment. All these young players, the young upsurgent quarterback who actually took the actual place of Peyton Manning in his yeah. previous spot. The reason why they got rid of Manning, and let him go, is because of Andrew Luck. It wasn't because we have the reason why they got Andrew Luck in the first place. Because Peyton Manning got, Manning got injured and right. was out for the season. It's a crazy, crazy chain turn of events. Freaking perfect. Indiana, Indianapolis. Win one out big time on that Peyton. Injury. I think this is the There's one no where you know, I'll Denver. I'll, yeah, I'll, of everybody, I, I want everyone's call on this game, but I'm going to give my call. I I still say Denver wins on Peyton's guile and the fact that they actually have a running game this year. And then after this year, it becomes the Tom Brady's and and the, and the Peyton Mannings get ready because it's going to be the Andrew Luck show for the next five years in the AFC. I will tell you right now that if Indy. Ended up being right on Trent Richardson. Oh God, Indy would be dominating, right? Yeah, it, so they true. would be hands down the best team in the league. You ain't so kidding. true, hands down. If if Trent Richardson ended up being running with butcher knives, was wasn't running with was butcher the knives. next coming of Adrian Peterson. Can we change that? If he ended yeah. up being the next coming of Adrian yeah. Peterson, this would none of, none of this would be talked about. It would be the Colts all day long, and nobody would be challenging them. It would well, be over. The owner got busted with DUI and doing drugs, which he had been doing the whole time. But he was doing a, a little bit more after he realized how much of a D-bag he was for making that trade for Richardson. He's like, uh. I just made a, I just gave I just made the Browns better? Yeah. You can smoke a peace pipe until your dick falls off, but I'm not dancing with any fucking wolves no matter how high I get. Not that I get high, but if I did, my shit would still believe in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Oh yeah. All right. I think we're pretty much done with um, with this game. Unless you guys got more to talk about. If not, let's go into our shoulda, coulda, woulda segment. You got anything, Stakes? Anything left in this game? I I just fell asleep there. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah. No. I, to be honest, I'll give one more thing. Over under catches for Reggie Wayne three. Under. I'm on under. I'm going over. I think Reggie Wayne has a surprising game because no one get, thinks he's got anything for him. And I uh, what think did he that, do first game Lux, of the season against I him? I think Luck's smart enough to realize. 98 yards or something? Or Nine what? catches for 98 yards. That's coming off. Or 90. It was but he does, look, he does look worthless and slow. He does look but terrible. I think that's the same reason where in playoffs these guys surprise. And he's a great, he's a great player. You trust him to throw him the ball to catch it. So I think he's an over and he could be one of the surprise guys. He looked terrible last week. He does. He does. He, he, <laughs> and he was still he the guy that got injured last week. No, I, well, I, I ranked him, I think, 20th last well, week. Well, that's good. Yeah. That's good. He basically got interviewed after like they're like, the, the person interview was like, so you're basically worthless on the field. What'd you say to him in the locker room before the game? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, literally, the interview I saw after the game, it was basically like that. He's like, you wonder what he said? Yeah. I'm Teddy Powers, and I'm very upset with how I'm acting right now. I just have a very hard time expressing my emotions, and I can't stop from yelling. So I'm very sorry. I don't mean to offend you, Wayne. You have fucking pissed me off, but I'm just very upset right now. So I'm going to go ahead and go. But I'm not going to stop yelling, because then that'll mean I lost the fight. So please leave a key under the mat. I love you all very much. 
Peace out. I love it. Stavish. <laughs> I love it, Stavish. I mean, I'm so, <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. third Stavish. And the guy calls me too much. He's on my brain. I apologize. But it's hilarious. You know all these lines. You know these things. This is yeah. great. Jimmy you Stags. Got, Stags yeah. likes my choice this week. Hey, Anthony you've Smith. You've been on a roll for me. Entourage. And yeah, see? Thank This is my stuff. I'm getting into the HBO yo's. All right. Anything you want to know from that, ask us questions on any of the social outlets or on Second Opinions. Uh, let's do this. We're going to move on. We're going to take this next segment to the shoulda, coulda, woulda. Uh, Dogmatica just went to drain the main vein, but he thought it should have been shoulda, woulda, coulda. No, shoulda, coulda, woulda is what hit. I, I said, like shoulda, coulda, woulda. I said shoulda, woulda, coulda. It's shoulda, shoulda, coulda, woulda. What I do you all, think? I don't know. Shoulda, woulda, coulda. Whatever I say, right when I say it, shoulda, woulda, coulda is what it is. It sounds right, right? And then when I think coulda. about it, it doesn't sound so right. So shoulda, coulda, woulda. It is for me. That I, I, I'm going. I'm going back out. to my heart. My heart still goes with your. My shoulda, woulda, coulda. I shoulda, woulda, coulda. Well, we're gonna have to find. Well, we're out. shoulda, coulda, woulda, but that's fine. We're gonna have to find out what really Shakespeare hey. in in Othello, which one he chose, because that's where we're gonna have to go. I lie. think we need to find out how much wood can a woodchuck chuck and a woodchuck could chuck wood. Ooh. Jeez, <laughs> how does he do this? I don't know. How does he do it? I, I, oh, do you want more? <laughs> no, I want you. Oh, I want fine, you to, here. Fine. I want you to Ken Powers yourself. No, no, uh-uh. Get down. Get your ass down right now. Hop off their blonde ambition tour. Jimmy, you cannot talk to my son that way. Get, get out of here. <laughs> Got doo-doo and chocolate over his hands, ruining my goddamn handlebars. What's going on? Okay, Wayne was just sitting on his jet ski. And that's why you're swearing at him? I will continue to swear, Dustin. This jet ski ain't a goddamn toy. <laughs> yes, it is. Do you know what would happen if you would have dry-accelerated this jet ski on land? He would have ruined it. If you're really strapped for cash, sell the jet ski. I don't tell you what to do with your money. Don't fucking tell me what to do with mine, okay? <laughs> yeah. Blonde ambition tour. Stags, you know what that is? Nope. I love Madonna! It. <laughs> <laughs> That I shit. know about Madonna. That, yeah, that's just hilarious. Blonde ambition. Get off there, Blonde ambition tour. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, unbelievable. All right, we're moving to shoulda, coulda, woulda, or shoulda, woulda, coulda. However you want to do it, you can do coulda, shoulda, woulda. You yeah, can do woulda, shoulda, coulda. You gotta start right. it out with shoulda. That's all we know. <laughs> that's the truth. All right. So, dog, we're gonna give you what? What? What's your guy? What, what's your problem? What are you? What, what are you bummed out right. about? Well, I'll, I'll tell you something right now. Um, first of all, especially after what just happened this year, when it comes to the rookie wide receivers, um, you you, you got to study college. You got to know college guys coming out now. Um, this NFL is the longevity is becoming shorter and shorter. For the skill position players. Players aren't lasting all that long anymore. So if you don't know those guys coming out, you don't know a, a tenth, a 20% of the league, basically, at this point. You're not understanding exactly what this, what the league is turning into. So if, if I had, um, if I could go back in, in my you know, you know, 88 mile an hour fucking DeLorean time machine. I would go back and study some of these college players. Watch a little bit more college. I watch enough college football where I know some, 
but I would study these college players and I would read up on them and I would get a, an accurate assessment on them enough to know that I should have said more than uh, Kelvin Benjamin is a glorified uh, tight end. You know, I really thought that he would just be a tight end in the future because he was just so big and lumbering. Well, I was with you too. I mean, look, and I, I study all the rookies. You know, th that's my thing. I'm I'm super rookie intensive, and, and no, we study the rookies. He's right. saying he, he wants to watch the college. No, no, I'm yeah, saying watch I, the tape. Watch no, no, I'm college. saying watch the tape watch, too. But watch them actually play. Here, but here was the difference. Here was the mistake I think you and I both made on Kelvin Benjamin, and I think that. If you put another wide receiver there, and if you look at what he's done as they've gotten into the playoffs and what he's done in the last five weeks of the season, it, it's the Keenan Allen effect, okay? He was so great in his rookie year. I don't know if he's going to be so great this next year. Because okay, I agree. And, and, and I think that, that part of those judgments are correct. It was also part of situation. He's the best guy that they had there. They had nobody else because they let their entire wide receiving core leave last year. That's true. So, it's, But it's also about knowing situation. But I agree with you, though. Like I like okay. I want to I want to compound your statement right here with the one that I brought up earlier about too many rookies. But he's not talking about rookies. he's talking about watching. No, I understand, football. but because because these guys are players. But here's my point, and this is what I'm saying. Where I'm saying I drafted so many rookies, I need to relegate myself to say, you know what? Relax on that. You know who are the couple guys, and if you know that you have, I have an 18 uh, man roster. I have two spots I can stash. There are rookies, who, and all, a lot of these rookies, Martavis Bryant, uh, you know, not the Sammy Watkins and the Mike Evans, but all these other guys who get on reserve, right? So they don't play the first six weeks of the season. Yeah. Uh, and then they come in, and when they come in, ODB, all these guys blow up the goddamn world. So you need to know that stuff so that you are aware. I missed on all. Correct. Well, it's, but, but, okay, so this is the whole point for all of us then. It's... Don't draft so many so early because then you can't react and, and, and do much and you're, you're usually fighting from behind. But if you hold out and you say, you know what, I'm going to be the genius that I was. Like I, I was so high, you guys know, I'm Martavis Bryant and Jeremy Hill going into the season. Those are like two of the guys that I was just like flat out in love with. Had I jumped on them, they didn't become effective. And, and Snakey. Right, which one failed. <laughs> but I, listen, I, no, I can't, hit, sure you can't, hit, on, you can't <laughs> hit on them all. Um, no, no, but but the, but the, but the fact anyone. is is that those are guys, those are two guys that I have in like almost every league, and I could have gotten those guys so much later, but I put too much stock in them. Enough about you, Dogmatica. What what were you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I'm, I'm telling you, it, it makes a huge difference, and it would have made a big difference in my draft as well. Um, it, it, just understand these college players a little bit better. The, the NFL is changing into almost. And I don't want to say completely because it, it will never be the college game. But there's a lot of similarities starting to come about between the NFL and, and college. The college, obviously, the college system is very different. Uh, the formations that they set up are, are and, and the rules themselves allow for different formations and allow for different things. Um, but the NFL is becoming so up-tempo and so pass-oriented that you really have to understand college a little bit better to understand the NFL as much as you do. Because it's changing, and it's changing rapidly. And it's not, it's not just a slow-paced, oh, it's morphing over into a, a passing game now. It's there. This is it. This is it. It's, it's a passing game nowadays. And until it changes back into that running game, you better understand college. Because college is a lot of passing. 
Sure, you have your big-name running backs who can do whatever the fuck they can and do whatever they want. And yeah, there's a great running backs. But until you understand great pass catchers and what they can do from the outset at 17 years old, 18, 18 years old, 19 years old, then you're not going to understand how good they can be as an NFL uh one thing yeah, I'll pass. say, and I, I agree with you, watching the film and watching these guys play, and I think I watched a, a lot more college football this year than I have over the past five years. But you look at a guy like Amari Cooper, who's going to be, a, you know, a top, top, uh, you know, five pick, top five, top ten, we'll call yeah, it right top, now, top, 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 top five pick, unless he all just sucks the shits the bed on the on his forty time. But the one you, thing I, I don't was, even know if he'll run it. Yeah, he might, he probably, he probably but I think he's a top five else. guy, unless he gets banged up or has a foot injury or something. Well, I think it's a bad idea to draft any receiver top five personally. I'll say top ten. And fair enough. That okay, so that, that's not my draft. point. My point is really that look at a guy like ODB. This yeah. year is obviously sensational. His college stats at LSU were terrible. Everyone's saying now in hindsight, and obviously the, the, the Giants... Decided, saw that this guy's talent, his hands, his speed, everything. You look at his game on one of the best programs. He was just not. It was. It wasn't amazing. He was his, good. Jarvis Landry was better. Yeah. But, so, <laughs> but, so, but think about that. So, when you're watching the games, and we know we watch the combine, we know we pay attention to stuff near the draft. But it's weird. It's almost like you don't know what you're getting. You had Mike uh, Evans, who Houdini was all about, and he had all the stats. He in college last year, he had the touchdowns. He had the he had the combine. He was amazing. He had everything. So it was like, all right, that makes it. And he had the body. Where it's just kind of weird. Where I agree with you, you got to watch more college football. But at the same time, a guy like ODB, if you were watching the games. He wasn't standing out you. based on look, his play Jordan, on LSU. Michael Jordan did not look like a guy in college who was going to score 35 points a game. But he won a championship with the last shot. True, but it was, was still, it was James Wor- it was like, still James Worthy and Brad Doherty's team, though. I got you, but so, I think that was the confidence he was a, building. He did look like but, he was going to score 35. No, no, no. He was a guy. No, no, no. When he wanted to, he could. But the fact is, he was he was such a team player in Dean Smith's thing. In college, young, in college, things get hidden. Is my point is that you don't see true greatness because you want to know what? If everyone knew that, then there's no way that, that Sam Bowie and Akeem Olajuwon would have been drafted ahead of him. Those guys Olajuwon, were drafted yeah. because it was all about the size and, and that that's what the NBA was about at the time. Jordan changed all that, but no one knew that. Maybe the guy who was it, Rod Graves, who drafted him. Uh, maybe he knew that. But at the same time, you're always hoping. But, it, but this is the point. In college, and especially in these programs too, because where there's so much other talent that surrounds them, right? So it's not like they're – if he had gone to, one of, to my school, if ODB had been in Iowa, <laughs> he would have been horrible. He would have had the greatest stats in the world, but he it wouldn't you know it wouldn't have translated no, because have the, the competition that he gets at LSU made him what the player is that he is now. Competing with all the other top wide receivers. Yeah. When you don't have to compete against those guys, because if he was Iowa, he wouldn't. He would be the by facto number one by so far, and and they wouldn't know what to do with him. That that's what made him what he is. And so when you look at these top programs, this is why you look at top programs, and this is where you know. You can still find the guys like we did too, the Jarek McKinnons and the Terrence Wests, who are going to have potential just because they are dominant, awesome players. But look closely at these top 
programs and all these guys are competing for all the time. Now they're going to get finally a chance to be on their own. That leads me exactly into my next woulda, coulda, shoulda. And all if right. you guys don't mind, I'm going to throw it out there. Do real it. Quick. Um, if I could do something over, I would have grabbed guys on a select eight teams in the league. There are only eight that I would have chosen from. And that's it. I would not have strayed outside of those eight teams at all in my draft. Yeah. You look at those last, you look at the final power rankings, you look at the final stats, the power rankings specifically, and all of those pyro great, power rankings. Yeah, pyro power rankings. There's you look an at all the of graphic. those final teams offensively, they're all right up there. There's a, a, a granted, um, Seattle and Carolina make a bit of a difference because they're more defensive teams. But all those other six teams are right up there. And that's it. What are the teams? Go grab Well, the, the playoff teams, basically. Oh, I mean, the playoff teams. Okay. Yeah, basically. Okay. Those, those teams that put up the most points, that kick ass, pretty much. Those that kick ass fantasy-wise. But how do you know that going into the season? Which ones those are going to be? Because we talked about the power of numbers. We said, we always said. As last night, last out, year it was the 49ers. Wheels. I told you this year it wasn't going to be the 49ers. There's there are the changes. There are the changes. So I think what we need to do in the offseason a lot better is is next season go from two years ago who those power number teams, this year who they were, and then let's give the best assessment and not just say they're going to be the same Because the Bears were one of those teams that they thought this year too, and they ended up not being. The Bears were one of them. But they were. But... Still because of Forte and Cutler actually scored but the a lot Bears, of points. Bears fantasy, they, they were better than they should have been, but I, I agree with you. But they weren't as top. They were supposed to be top two or three, though. Yes. And still. they ended up being number seven or eight, right? Yeah, but the numbers will still give even, you. Even Jeffrey, he's still, he still standing up all so high. And it's like, I, I had him in the league, and, and he by was the a way, terrible pick. He was, he was, it doesn't matter how the, the team actually did in real life. I know, but in real life, all of Jeffrey's points, though, God damn it, because it knocked me out of every goddamn no, play. Garbage. They were all garbage yards. He got so many garbage yards in the last four weeks of the season, it was ridiculous. And that's why I was that's asking about that's I why know, I was asking I know about Russell is. Wilson. There's a lot of guys that finished up there, but I want to know how they got there. Because I know Drew Brees, all the numbers, the snaps count that he had. He's got had the most looks at quarterback. I took him second overall in our league. And it was the worst pick I've ever had in any first round in my life. But the numbers are, he tied for number one in yards with Ben Ross. All the numbers seem to be there, but it was garbage. You would have been better taken. Bell, baby! I've been blessed with many things in this life. An arm like a damn rocket, a cock like a Burmese python, and the mind of a fucking scientist. Stags goes crazy. I love it. Stags is on point. With on fleek. He's on fleek. So good. Oh boy. He's on fleek. <laughs> All right. right. So on I think flight. you're pretty good. Stags. <laughs> what's a, what's a no, uh, shoulda, coulda, woulda for you? Uh, I don't have very many. I didn't play very many leagues this year. So I'm not too uh, disappointed with how things turned out. Talked about how I wish I would have ranked uh, rookie wide receivers. But one thing I really wish I would have stuck to my convictions a little more in in the draft room instead of you know I had guys that I was real high on and you know I didn't really bump them up in my tiers too much but I definitely liked them more than I liked other guys like a Golden Tate like a Jeremy Macklin uh, both you know, paid off you know those guys who I really really liked going into the year 
Uh, and and T.Y. Hilton was one of them who I did actually select. So I had three guy, three wide receivers who I felt very, very strongly about, and you know I didn't get a chance to draft them. Then the other thing, I think I would have gone, you know, running back, wide receiver, instead of going running back, running back uh, this year. Uh, Is I, that so? Do you usually go running back, running back? I'm almost exclusively running back, running back. You know? So you're you've changed your kind of mantras, changing now. A tad. Running backs provide so much surplus value in terms of their position, though, uh, because the top 10 running backs score the same amount of points as the top 20 wide receivers. And if you look at it, uh, it pretty much goes 20 by 20. So for the top 10 running back, you get 20 wide receivers. For the top tw- uh, 21, 11 to 20, you get you know th- uh, 21 to 40. And then, you know... 30, uh, 21 to 30, you get 41 to 60. And it works pretty much like that. So too, bad, see, too bad that last bracket you just said, that 36, was the fourth pick in the draft. And that's going to happen in general, but that's why running backs are so tough. The fourth pick usually ends up in that ROI piece being like, oh my god, the fourth pick overall was the fifth Well, let me pick. jump into it with one of my problems. I drafted Jimmy Graham in the first round. So this was... All the talk that we had done in the, in the offseason. So it's like I jumped on a tight end in the first round. The dumbest thing I've ever done. I've always been a running back, running back guy. I went away from, from that mantra of my own. Now, I don't know which one's going to work. Now, here's what I'll say, though. is I'm never going to draft a tight end in the first round again. Because to count on it, it's... it's you drafted in the first round or second round? First round. Yeah, that's a bad pick. Well, I, it was a 10th pick. So it was, it was within, on a 12 team. So you're, you're, you're in a wrap. You're within a, within a certain difference, and my league also rewards more for tight ends. Had Jimmy Graham been Jimmy Graham, I would have been fine, but he never was Jimmy Graham. Do you remember what we said what was going to happen? We said he wasn't going to be the same Jimmy Graham. I did the same thing. I drafted him in the second round, but we said leading into this offseason, he's not going to have the season that he had last year. No, but even if he had half the season, which he didn't even have half the season, that's sure. the problem. There you go. He didn't have any of the season. He he was he fell off the table. And, but but this is the whole point for me was that it's and again we can look at it and this is part of the thing that I brought up in a previous podcast we're going to go back and look, I'm going to look at the ADPs over the last ten years and see what's happened in those first couple rounds it's usually unmitigated disasters all over the place but the problem is is then what are you doing afterwards so I'm going to piggyback that into one of my next ones is that I want I still want to go to stags we got we'll get your next yeah. one in a little bit we, moving forward. You're a court, you're a running back, running back guy. What do you think going in? It's early. It's preliminary. I, I'm gonna be. What 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 do you, what do you think right now? If all of a sudden that DeLorean you keep talking about, instead of going back in time, put you into August. What what's your approach here and now? Obviously on this podcast, all our research will spin a different tale. In four or five, six months or whatever. Right now, what are you thinking is your new stags manifesto for the draft? If I draft in the first, you know, three to four picks, I go running back and possibly wrap it around with the running back. But you know, drafting towards the end of the first round, you know, then you're looking wide receiver, running back, uh, and then depending on you know what you took in the first round, it could either be running back or. Running back, what if running you're in the middle? Court? What if you're in the middle of that first round? That's what if you're that's in a twelve man league six. That's where it's the toughest the call. To the, end. Six, the middle six, to the end. Six, if you're a twelve, six to twelve is the hardest stuff. I mean, just no. Think, your quarterback's not. You're not even thinking about quarterback. No, 
Not unless I'm playing in a six-point passing touchdown league. Even if there's only been, like, no, if you're the first guy to take a quarterback off the board at number eight or number nine, you're not going to do it? No. I don't want to be the first to do anything. (laughs) Well, that says a lot. (laughs) I'm not taking cherries anymore, all right? I'm well past that age. (laughs) I see, to me, though, if I'm winning, that was always been my... Listen, I get it. (laughs) That was nice. I just don't know that if I'm if I'm if I'm if I'm this is my thing. I, the problem for me is that when I'm in later in my draft, when I'm at eight to t- eight to ten or eleven, there's when I want to go for a quarterback. Unfortunately, there's already two that have been taken, and I feel like then I'm at a waste where I got burned a couple years ago. And I took Matthew Stafford. So then you and, take Peyton Manning this year and you're, you get burned. Well, you get burned only at the end of the season, though. But the thing is, you still had more consistent points at the beginning of nah, the year. you got burned. If you took Peyton Manning in the top three picks, you got burned all season. He really didn't have a great season. Well, he didn't blow up like he did the year before, which is why he was a career year be wearing No doubt. No. I'm just thing. saying, if you took but, a breeze or well, no, Peyton Manning, but then you're the like a, picks, or you're a guy like me, picks. or you're a guy like me, and you, you waited. You with the pick. No, no, you waited too long on quarterbacks, and that's the thing that you also cannot do. Of course, it's fine. I waited so long that, and I made a mistake toward the end. I took, and I took. Oh, you look at what I did. This is why this league with my redraft league was so horrible. I waited the tenth round. I still could have had. A, Russell Wilson. No, he was long gone. But I could have had I could have had a Tony I Romo. I could have had Tony Romo. I could have had Philip Rivers, or I could have. Um, it was one other guy. Eli but, for sure. Eli for sure. Tanner. But and I ended up with and I ended up with Kaepernick and RG three. Well, that was just bad draft. Well, fine, but there's one. <laughs> but here's the point. But here, no, listen. You can say what you I'm want. Not trying to cut sure, no. I'm not trying to be a dick. Kiss all my asses. Suck all that. my dick. I don't fucking care. The point of the matter is this. No, you're thinking that one of those two guys, okay, there's there's potential there. I'm wait, This is the 10th, 11th round I'm taking a quarterback in. This is my point. You cannot wait till the 10th or 11th round in a 12-team league to take a quarterback because everyone took them all. And all the guys that I wanted to get, all of a sudden I'm like, I'm going to get this guy. No, he got grabbed by someone as their fucking backup quarterback. So that's a lesson learned of saying... Shoulda, woulda, coulda. I'm not going to be a fucking moron next year. I will draft my quarterback by round six. If, if it's you can middle, still even wait. You can still even wait seven to nine. But no, but the point is this: it depends on your league. Know your league. Yeah. And the other fact is that these guys, all in my league, know. And on my league, it's not running quarterbacks that make any goddamn difference. So all the top pocket quarterbacks, because it's all total yards. There is no extra benefit for running yards. You've got to know. Get a quarterback early because you need one, even if he's a Matt Ryan. You want to know what? What Matt Ryan's steadiness did would have been so much better than what the fucking crap that Kaepernick gave me. Nothing for seven weeks in a row. Less than ten points. Totally agree. Yeah. He played on two So that's a lesson learned where I'm never going to fall prey to that again. I'm not going to. You got to have a quarterback. You got to have a good quarterback. I'm going to say, I'm going to do two things and I'm going to let you guys talk a little bit. First thing, I'm doing the dogmatica. Dogmatic, I'm giving you the news. Our league, I'm leaving it. I'm out. There's a new, there's a new, there's a new open team. I'm focusing on one friggin' league, and it's the new league I'm in. The A League, it's crazy, dude. This is the league that we've been doing. I mean, in manifestations, we started this thing, and we're the ones. I'm out. I knew. Good. I, and I've told, I've Do told one what, person that I know what you're doing this off season. 
this one coach tried to put me on a weight training program, and I was all like, you and your weights can fuck off somewhere. I'm not lifting that shit. It's heavy. You tell me why I need strength training when I'm strong enough to throw a goddamn 100-mile-per-hour pitch. Fuck that. <laughs> so, that's, it's not about that. But this whole thing is about experiencing this year more than ever because we had so many questions happening. We have so many engaged users now at Pyro, and that's awesome. So fired up about that. But I can't manage week-to-week answering questions. I'm going to be honest. I was in three leagues this year, and I didn't really know my head from my ass. Answering a question from someone, I'm like, do I have that player on my team, or did I just answer five questions about that player for someone else's team? Literally, it just all, and I'm going to tell you, I know you guys all feel this. I know you're trying to cut more leagues, but you're still an animal. I don't know how many leagues you're in. I know you wanted to be in more this year. And next year, maybe you'll probably just be like, I'm happy with the amount of leagues I'm in. I, I just, I can't do it. There's too many moving parts to help you, our audience, to try and field a great team for me in three drafts and then three different teams and three different leagues that have three different scoring systems. I'm going to be honest, it was one of those ones I felt like I didn't know how to swim and every week I was making the wrong call because I'm thinking about this. End of story, what I'm saying, I'm going down to one league and it's as simple as that. And that is going to make me love fantasy football for me. And this is something, we started this out and the reason why we do this is because we love fantasy football. Before We've been doing this long before we ever doing this podcast. It's not. It wasn't fun for me this year. It was fun for me previous, but this year it wasn't fun for me because I just was kind of lost. Lost between your teams, audience, my teams, your teams, guys in the pot. I don't even know. We talk about it so much, I don't even know what the hell's going on. So, one team, control that, and then we'll help you with all your hundreds of teams out there in the listening audience. Smart. I'm fired up. Are you ready? No, I'm not ready. What did I tell you? I said put something nice on. You look like a busted Daytona stripper in that shit. Fuck you. This is my evening wear. Listen, I don't want no pussy getting wet dresses for this cookout. This needs to be a normal evening outfit that regular people would wear. I'm walking to a fucking hornet's nest, all right? Now be my companion. I need you to make me help them be jealous of me. Now, I know you're not a natural beauty, but I think with the right clothes and the right look, you could be very striking. Yeah, and what the fuck do you know? Oh, what do I know? I know that one of us had their own personal stylist, and one of us shoplifts their shit from Fashion Bug. That's what I know. <laughs> now, what else you got? <laughs> oh, Christ almighty. Okay, this, this, this you're going to like. We got this. Honey, I love you. I think you're a terrific girl, but you have clothes like a fucking dickhead. <laughs> Fashion bus. Oh my god! Fashion bus. <laughs> that's like that's like that uh, that women's fashion uh, 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 brick and mortar. Wet seal. Wet seal. seal. Don't. You guys seen that one? No. Don't go there. It's true. It's not meant for big girls. It's meant for just young. That's it's lame Bryant. Wet seal. That's lame Bryant. Oh my god! Yeah, that's lame Bryant. Wet <laughs> seal. How the hell could you be coming up with a fashion brand and say we're just gonna call it wet seal to be a fashion brand for your young girls? Good stuff, Houdini. All right, uh, that's that. That was my one. I'm, I'm moving down to one. You got one dog. You got another dog. Um, or should 
Akura, Awara, Dogmatica. No, I, I, I don't know. Just certain things. You know, it, it goes back to just really studying guys more. But uh, whatever. I don't really need to talk about it. You I should have known the, the world. world. I that can't be your shoulda, woulda, coulda. Studying. You spend more time on this throughout the entire year than anybody. Well, now, I, I got to tell you, because I... Tight ends are a dime a dozen. When you get past Grant and maybe Graham and maybe your Julius, but even those two guys have failed a little bit. They're a dime a dozen. Do not invest... So, you know, as, as you did, I hate to say it, oh, right. well, first-round picks, second-round picks, third-round picks, any-round picks. When I got him at the end of the second round, I was like, holy fuck, I just won the championship. Jimmy Graham and is instead, the you got third last in your pick stocking. Of, of, of the fucking second round. Still got it shoved up your ass. Yeah. Especially You're, week 14, 15, 16. Yeah, you, Dime a dozen. They, when you draft Jimmy Graham, you feel like... You boys ever tag team anybody? Beat up any kids in your neighborhood? When we were kids, me and your dad used to beat the shit out of these retard brothers that used to live down the street from us. Hilarious. I mean, this guy was the most ruthless one. Now, I'm sitting here, he's got a family, he's got a nice shirt on. We try and teach our children not to make fun of others who are challenged. Mongoloid Mike, is that what you used to call him? Just bust his head open with a stick. Remember that? Okay, I think we're going to tone down the language, right? Mongoloid Mike is my boy. I mean, can we play the previous one again, just for the, the the one with the ladybug or whatever? Just like, yeah, you're kind of cute, but you're not that sweet. We don't want any panty wet. I mean, that's just too good. You want, you want that? Yeah, I, love you. I want to hear it again. Are you ready? No, I'm not ready. What did I tell you? I said put something nice on. You look like a busted Daytona stripper in that shit. Fuck you. This is my evening wear. Listen, I don't want no pussy getting wet dresses for this cookout. This needs to be a normal <laughs> evening outfit that regular people would wear. I'm walking to a fucking hornet's nest, all right? Now be my companion. I need you to make me help them be jealous of me. Now, I know you're not a natural beauty, but I think with the right clothes and the right look, you could be very striking. Yeah? And what the fuck do you know? Oh, what do I know? I know that one of us had their own personal stylist, and one of us shoplifts their shit from Fashion Bug. That's what I know. Now, what else you got? Oh, Christ almighty. Okay, this, this, this you're going to like. We got this. Honey, I love you. I think you're a terrific girl. But you have clothes like a fucking dickhead. You have clothes like a fucking dickhead. <laughs> of all the words he dis- uses to describe it, he uh, chooses dickhead. dickhead. I love you it. have clothes like a fucking dickhead. <laughs> Houdini, you got another one of your your little uh, moments yeah. that you should have, could have, would have? So this is my whole thing. I, it, it, all of my things kind of... expected. No, I don't. I've run, oh, I I got run, I run my course. You I got should. nothing else to say it's here. It's a common thread, though. This is a common thread for me. Okay, so... Too many rookies, tight end in the first round, waited too long on a quarterback, looking too much for breakout players. Again, as we sit here and we're sitting, we go, okay, let's come out with our early breakouts. Let's come out with who are the guys. And so then I get enamored by all yeah. my guys. Yeah. And it's like, and then I don't want to draft just one of them. I want to draft all of them. And that's a problem. You can't do that. And I put myself into a corner with that. So that leads into the other part where I need more steady performers. Yeah. I need to have the guys that are my road graders that are just, you know, get the job done. Nameless Doug Baldwins who just get the fucking job done. And I didn't have any of those guys on my team this year, and that killed me. You know, those are the differences because I'm, as you know, D-Rex, you and I love the explosion players. We love the guys that have the ability to win you a week on their own. 
So the problem is when you go after all those guys and when you're projecting who those guys are going to be, you are probably, if you're projecting on all the picks that you make, that's all projections. And projections are like, uh, what, what, do they, uh, what do they say for uh, potential gets uh, uh, coaches fired? Uh, that's the same type of thing. That's what I'm doing. I'm betting on potential and not betting on performance. I need to bet more on performance and, and measure out where I'm going to take chances. I'm taking too many fucking chances. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I feel you there. There's no question. And there's, no, there's no question. I think one of the things that I'll say, I take too many chances to try and get the explosion, and you need to really balance your team, your bench, with a lot of depth and not have everyone be their greatest game is going to help you win the week because sometimes you just need a guy, like you said, a road grader. And I, I completely agree with you. Now, for me, I'll just say two things. Percy Harvin and Edelman are dead to me. There's a couple other players. I just can't. I just don't have good luck with them. There's certain players that you draft and you have on your team that when you play them, they absolutely shit the bed. And when you don't play them, they absolutely explode. And these guys, those two, Harvin and Edelman, are not. No more. Getting drunk on the reg. Fucking good times on the reg. Yachts on the reg. Sex on the reg. Okay, I got it, yeah. Basically all the shit that most men fantasize about. We need the I mean, GoPro because we do, Stag we Party Stag would be on, on fleek today. On that point, I'm done with the 49ers for good reason. I was even going into the season. They were one of my favorite teams, but I just knew the Niners were a great team to stay away from this year. Admit it, they're my favorite team, but I said I wasn't going to go for any of them ages ago. But the one thing I'm noticing, and this is just a change of guard, and... There's guys like a Calvin Johnson. There's a lot of quarterbacks, even like Romo, Phillips. There's guys that we're used to being the studs that are aging. Oh, yeah. And the, a lot of those guys have been the first three-round picks because of their resume. We've talked about this before. Scoring a lot of points. When you've been doing it for six years, it's a lot easier to pick that person in the second round than, you know, Taking a chance on an Antonio Bryant, you're you're gonna take a Calvin Johnson. Right, you're gonna take a Antonio Bryant. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> he sounds like Antonio, the best receiver in the league. Yeah. Antonio <laughs> Bryant. That guy was awesome for One the season. Bengals, for the Buccaneers, for the, all the teams. Yeah, for that he got. Sorry, Antonio Brown, not Bryant, but you know what I'm saying. The the league is aging, and we've got to make sure. I've got to make sure that I'm recognizing guys that are on the back end of their career where yeah. good call. there's just a lot of guys, and I don't want to make the mistake of going too young, going rookie, 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 but there's something about putting your finger and recognizing the young talent that is going to be that next Calvin Johnson and noticing that even in the playoff game last week, this season for Calvin Johnson, he's still awesome, talent-wise, and even at, at you know whatever age he is, nearing thirty, still awesome. But even now, they're just you can see things change. So some remember, in the armor. Yeah. remember in general that don't be the all drafting two thousand and twelve or two thousand thirteen team. 
and make sure that while you're not doing the Houdini and thing we talked about in this podcast and going all rookie, find that balance of the youth that's going to be the next horizon and next frontier. I'm sick and tired of carrying all the weight. Uh, the coaches and owners not giving me the shit I need to win. Atlanta, you're fucking out. Kenny Powers is now a free agent. By the bar and get shit-faced, huh? Get me paid, bitch! Superstar! Christ. You should be a superstar. <laughs> I think we're close to or being able to I... shut this party down. Uh, yeah. You, are, we, are we good? I mean, all... it is a dance party. Yo, what's Try happening over here with the babes? Foul dance. Oh, a dance, huh? Would you like to buy a ticket? All the profits go toward Philip's hospital bills. Who the fuck is Philip? He's one of our students here. He has brain cancer. I've never seen that kid at school. Spotted Diffy, I think it's called. Whatever the fuck that stuff is, I don't know him. He gets a dance? No, I'm not going to any depressing shit like that. <laughs> Go ahead, end it. <laughs> we're at it. We're at it. Here's how, here's how we're ending. We're going to shut it down. Actually, this is going to be a two and a half hour podcast, which is awesome. I think we had a good one. Last thing I'm going to say about my personal team, and it's going to be really quick. I'm a wide receiver guy. I didn't do wide receivers this year. I'm going to go back to that. I'm going to go back to being able to get great wide receivers early, taking them early, take the elite guys, because running backs have shown us it's just a smorgasbord of guys that weren't drafted. And Look at the Broncos. Look at the Ravens. Look at the Browns. Look at the uh, Vikings. Look at all of it. And uh, so I'm going to go back to being, being a wide receiver guy and just do the dogmatica and draft a, a depth and an array uh, of, of running backs. And is it a smorgasbord and I hope you hit it? Absolutely. I know I'll hit it. I don't with, like that. I don't, go, 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 for, go for it. It's what it works for me. It's I, what, I, did, I did the exact opposite this year and it didn't I've work it, for I've me. seen it done before and the smorgasbord is what being, I do. You miss them all. But this, of course. Oh no, there's no question. Hey, I'm not saying it's a guaranteed, but that's the way I can I, I can win these leagues. I know it. Um, I don't know. I think we're gonna shut this thing down. I think we're gonna just go go back in and right. rock this thing. We got some cold little bitches over here. <laughs> <laughs> we're inside houses, but the guys are are. Lighting ma- uh, fire underneath their hands and <laughs> so matches. Who, and who's our, who our, who our music again? BRMC. We're taking this thing down. This is awake. Guys, happy new year. Friggin' great podcast. We're psyched for uh, to see these uh, second games and see what happens. We're excited even more so for these games and, the, and these playoffs to be done so we can keep doing more strategy type stuff. Stag party. Amen to you, brother. Dogmatica. Go Blackhawks. I like the Beastie Boys. Check your head uh, gear you got rolling today, Dini. I'm looking like a... Uh, a, 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 a hipster. Homeless, yeah, a old, homeless, an old beaten hipster. Homeless hipster. Yeah. <laughs> homeless hipster. Perfect. Homeless hipster. Fans, we love you. Fire it up. We're going to close out. Oh, wait. BRMC. Let's do this.
You're listening to the audiobook, You're Fucking Out, I'm Fucking In, by Kenny Powers. Narrated by Kenny Powers. A lot of people ask me, Kenny Powers, you're a giant star. Do you get any woman? Have you ever paid for sex? And the answer is yes, I have. Several times, in fact. And it's actually kind of cool. You can negotiate practically anything, and sometimes even just kind of do stuff in the moment that you never agreed to pay for, and it goes by without much argument. You want to know about relationships? I know all there is to know. Just ask my second wife, Tina. Yeah, she was a stripper. And if Montel Williams wants to talk shit some more, then he go fuck himself. Those charges were dropped. Sure, I've been called a xenophobe, but the truth is I'm not. Honestly, just feel that America's the best country and all the other countries aren't as good. That used to be called patriotism. It's important. One time I was invited to come to a social gathering. I was paid a handsome amount of money, and I brought a shotgun and a bottle of Tangeray and showed those people the best fucking time they've ever seen. The humongous part about being a celebrity is cashing in on it, making shitloads of money, having expensive, luxurious things. That way, in case one day you're not famous, you can still be rich as hell and better than everyone around you. I've been blessed with many things in this life. An arm like a damn rocket, a cock like a Burmese python, and the mind of a fucking scientist. So people often ask me, Kenny, what are your weaknesses? Do you have any? I would say that my biggest flaw, my Achilles heel, is my tireless work ethic. People say, Kenny Powers, a woman hater. That's not true. I love women. Every fucking one of them. Even the ugliest shit ones. But don't ask me to trust them. Not even none. Because every pair of tits comes with a gaping hole in the knee that even Kenny Powers can't I never tell. bought into the Native no. American mythology. You can smoke a peace pipe till your dick falls off, but I'm not dancing with any fucking wolves no matter how high I get. Not that I get high, but if I did, my shit would still believe in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. If there's one thing I hate, it's losing. If there's two things I hate, it's losing and getting canceled. This one coach tried to put me on a weight training program, and I was all like, you and your weights can fuck off somewhere. I'm not lifting that shit. It's heavy. You tell me why I need strength training when I'm strong enough to throw a goddamn 100-mile-per-hour pitch. Fuck that. So in closing, I'd like to give big ups to God, Buddha, Elrond, whoever. Hell, maybe I just need to thank me. There's one thing I've learned through all my adventures and conquests is that some people are just wired for success. I had no choice when it came to being great. I just am great. I'm not trying to sound cocky or full of myself, but Kenny Powers has a sneaking suspicion that no matter what comes his way, he will always be great. Because that's just the way shit works sometimes. This has been based on a true story. The motherfucking end. You've reached the end of your fucking out. I'm fucking in. Read by Kenny Powers.